2: This is Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
0: Oh, yeah, we got some moves in Jagsland. Gotta like that. Finally, we've got some things happening, according to Ian Rappaport. And, uh, those reports have been pretty accurate, so uh, let's stick with it. And uh, Joe Schobert's. Who is Joe Schobert? We're gonna talk all about Joe. Here on the show. Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau along with Coos. Austin Lane will join us in uh, a little bit. Once again from the slopes we think. I don't know. We haven't even had an update from him. But I think he is going to be so excited about this move. So why the excitement? Well first of all it's been a quiet first 36 hours or so for the Jags. A couple other minor moves the Jaguars made. I'll tell you about them in just a little bit. But now we finally get what I would call for this free agency year, this is going to be like a blockbuster for the Jags. They're not getting the $100 million guy. So uh, Joe Shobert allows them to now make a move that Austin Lane has been wishing the Jaguars would make with Miles Jack for more than a year. Joe Shobert, linebacker from the Cleveland Browns and a Wisconsin guy to boot. I mean, hey, when we call Austin today, we're just going to let him go. I, he should probably just host the show from the slopes. Showbert's he's going like to be so my,
3: fired up. Sherbert's like my favorite ice cream, you know? <laughs> Sherbert, <laughs> uh,
0: for sure. So, anyways, a fourth-round pick in 2016, and now he's uh, going to be uh, part of the Jaguars, it looks like, but he's a middle linebacker, and it allows Miles Jack to now move outside. And Miles Jack has a chance now for maybe his career to take off to what we kind of thought it would look like, or some of us, like me, thought it might look like, uh, these, uh, last couple of years and really hasn't hit that next step. In fact, last year it went the wrong way, even after the big contract. Jaguars will have decent amount of money tied up in the linebacker position. So that is, uh, of interest as well. All right. Let's see what we got. Uh, according to Rappaport, Schobert will be headed to the Jags on a five year $53.75 million dollar deal gets an average of 10.75 per year, 12 million to sign, 22 and a half guaranteed. So, uh, the man in the middle for the Jacksonville Jaguars could very well be Joe Schobert when the new league year begins at four o'clock tomorrow. Remember, these aren't official until that happens. But again, I think Rappaport and Schefter are all over this stuff, uh, and others, but uh, they know what's going on. And, uh, Joe Schobert looks like he's headed, uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there's some of the dollars. Are you kidding me? Austin could even wait like he wants in now. I haven't even teased Tom Brady. All that Tom Brady talk, where are all the quarterbacks going? Cam Newton might get traded. Well, now he will be either traded or released. Teddy Bridgewater on his way to Carolina. Phillip Rivers in the AFC South. Are you scared of that? I mean, we've got... Will people stop coming up to me and telling me we have nothing to talk about? You have nothing to do? Stop it. We've got plenty. We had unbelievable numbers yesterday here on the show. Because we've got a lot to talk about. Thanks for listening, by the way. We appreciate it on all the video platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter,
3: and Twitch. Did we ever get YouTube up yesterday and working, or yep, did it, it come back? A, oh, yeah.
0: I know we had a little issue where they had more of an issue than we did.
3: They said uh, it was, was an was... issue, and then we never had a problem. So I
0: really want to point you to that, too. I mean, it could be the, the show of the future at some point. With everything going on, we don't know. I'm just trying to prep you. We want you to keep listening to the show. So if you listen in your car and with you and your work situation changing and maybe on the road a little bit less and our situation, we don't know either. Uh, We might not be in this studio or sometimes we're live at other places. But right now, other places, well. There's a lot of liveliness happening. So this show could originate from home, and we're not even so sure uh, it'll always happen on the radio, depending on some of the things that we'll have to go through. So uh, you got to check out the feeds, the, the video platforms that we showcase this show on, and that is Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and even if you like Twitch, and you can get it on 10 different platforms. So I uh, really want you to start finding it there just in case because we have no idea what to expect uh, these next uh, couple of months in our business, in our building, uh, but we the show is going to go on in some capacity. Uh, I'm going to make sure of that. I just don't know on what platforms and all the platforms, uh, so start checking it out. Uh, make it one of your favorites on uh, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. On YouTube, by the way, or you can subscribe, Action Sports Shacks, on ESPN 690. All right, let's go to the lines right now. Right off the rip of the show, Austin Lane. Forget the slopes, man. A Wisconsin guy. Bring Joe Schobert with you when you come back to Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying, man. The pride of Waukesha West High School, man, probably about an
4: hour down from where I grew up and everything. Uh, listen, you know, in, in terms of, um, you know, some excitement, some intrigue, I get it. We let like go A.J. Boye. You release Kalea Campbell. To me, this is an exciting name. Now, I get it. His name may not carry that big a pop in circumstance, but I think from a football player's perspective, you have to be excited if you're a Jaguars fan.
0: Yeah, Austin uh, is joining us from Wisconsin. Went home for a couple of days uh, to, uh, it's for an event. Uh, I'll ask you about that in a minute. But this is pressing, and this is big news. And I'm going to get to the Miles Jack part of this, which has you probably giddy. You probably never finished a run on the slope so fast. <laughs> <What'd> you <laughs> it really good, about-
4: man. <laughs> I, I, I ended up getting like a text uh, message saying, man, I can't believe you guys got Joe Sherbet. Didn't know what was going on. Check Twitter got off the chairlift, came down to the parking lot, and now I'm talking to you. Yeah, obviously, um, uh, obviously it's pretty cool. And keep in mind, too, that the Packers were very interested in uh, Sober, Sh- Sh- And I think that um, a lot of fans, especially around me, kind of believe, even though they kind of got a linebacker already, the thought that he was going to come back home at a discount and play for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm surrounded by a lot of uh, kicked-off Packers fans right now, to say the least.
0: Well, you know, I, I bet and that's good, uh, as well. And this is a good get for the Jaguars. And by the way, you know, linebackers you don't break the bank with, but now the Jaguars have spent some money on that linebacking core with Miles Jack's new deal last year. And this one, uh, with Schobert, which looks fair. I don't think this is a mm-hmm. break the bank thing. And obviously line, it, this isn't be uh, um, <laughs> I almost just said Beasley. Uh, what's his name? CJ Mosley, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mosley, yeah uh, for you know, and the Jets deal, uh, this is a, a low 50s kind of deal, and only twenty two million guaranteed. This is a nice move for the Jaguars. I think this one will be well received, and bigger picture, I like what the Jaguars are doing, but I want more on Schobert first. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I don't know a ton about the guy. I mean, he's a middle linebacker, pretty nondescript, I would say, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, you know, we don't watch their games all the time. Uh, but you know him from the Wisconsin uh, days, obviously, being a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. He's a 2017 Pro Bowler, uh, All-Big Ten coming out of Wisconsin 2015. He was a linebacker of the year, first-team All-American in 2015. So he's got accolades, and he was under-recruited. Uh, you know, he was a nice story, a guy that really... Mm-hmm. You know, not too many people wanted coming out of high school. And here he is all these years later cashing in for a big-time contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you know about his game? What do you know about him? And why do you like the move to the Jags so much? Yeah,
4: so obviously, you know, I know a lot about him. I know he went to high school. Obviously, I would say followed his college career as well. And his career, it's a different one in terms of how he played in college, right? He was that smaller school guy. He goes to Wisconsin, maybe a two- or three-star recruit. Um, had some success early on as an outside linebacker, and he was actually utilized as a pass rusher. That's where he, that's where he excelled. So his first two years at Wisconsin, they primarily used him as a pass rusher. But now, this is what I, I enjoy most about Joe going forward here, is the fact that he has a mind for football, okay? They, they could have easily kept him as an outside linebacker and had no problem. He probably could have been All-American. But at the time, the defensive coordinator for the Badgers realized that, you know what? as far as the X's and O's are concerned, as far as intelligence is concerned, Schobert is definitely the smartest guy on that field. So he took him from outside linebacker, I think his junior or senior year, and from the middle linebacker. And he still had success, you know, and he was essentially the field general of the Wisconsin Badgers. Now in Cleveland, you know, he's done a little bit of everything. I'm primarily a middle linebacker there. But the cool thing with him is the fact that he's very versatile. He's everywhere. You can still rush the pass with him. He's obviously great dropping back into coverage, gets the receptions, makes big plays. And as far as the run game is concerned, don't worry about it. So as far as versatility is concerned, um, as far as football IQ is concerned, which I think the Jaguars lacked last year, especially at the linebacker spot, sober's going to make up
0: for that in space. Yeah, I like the, I like what you're saying there, and, and that would uh, that would really be helpful. Okay, the part you love the most, it moves Miles Jack to the outside, you would think, on the weak side most likely, puts him in a situation you've been begging for. Uh, if you could yeah. have had a one-on-one conversation with Miles Jack when he, all, he said last year uh, that he was the guy in the middle, he wants to be the guy in the middle, he doesn't even want to think about moving, you would have said, Miles, what are you doing? Don't do that. (laughs) Go to the weak side. You want to be on the weak side. You are going to have a better career. Your stats are going to be better. Your accolades are going to be better. You may even make more money if you go to the weak side and you just be a star at that position. Tell us, everybody, again, why you think he can be such a star at that position. And, obviously, this move sets the table for that to happen. Yeah,
4: listen, I mean, I've echoed these sentiments probably a million times on the show. Brent, this is probably going to give you the last time. I actually have to echo it now. But name me one other team in the NFL whose best athlete on the field is that middle linebacker on defense. You just can't do it, okay? So, and if I'm, if I'm Todd Wash, um, you know, if, if I'm a linebacking coach, I just go to Miles straight up and I say, man, you are the most athletic guy here. You know, you're an absolute freak. It's, it's not fair that God gave you so much speed, so much athleticism and so much size. You're, you're a once in a million type of guy. And that, that's That kind of talent, that kind of athleticism, it's going to be utilized on the outside where you can run around, where you don't have to think so much, and you can just make plays. You can do what you do best. And going forward, obviously, because money is, is, is a motive, it's an important thing of any NFL player, going forward, allowing you to run around in space, use your athleticism, that's going to allow you to make a lot more plays, and making a lot more plays will generate you a lot more money. So that's what I tell Miles Jack. Obviously, with Schobert, and once again, I'm not knocking Schobert's athleticism at all because he's an athletic guy as well. But just from the standpoint of the middle linebacker guy, a guy who's got the high football IQ, who can direct everybody in place, I think it's going to be the perfect fit. You move Miles draft to outside, and now you got two-thirds of your linebacker core already wrapped up.
0: All right. Uh, the other part of this is this defense – the way the scheme of this defense and Todd Wash is back, and so the scheme is going to somewhat stay the same. Who who knows? It could be wrinkles, but it stresses the linebackers, and the linebackers do have to be athletic. They've got to be able to cover. They've got to be able to move side to side. And and I know. I, I guess what I I'm trying to say is sometimes you have that that uh, less than athletic but really smart, big hitting middle linebacker. That's what we picture a middle linebacker. But Showbird has some athleticism now, and you better have athleticism in this defense, right, Austin?
4: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, regardless if they go exactly what they went for last year or if they try to, you know, pull some wrinkles in or something like that, I mean, there's always going to be wrinkles, let's be honest here. But yeah. let's assume that for the most part their base defense is the same as last year. Where I think a lot of the problems that they had, obviously, was, listen, Miles Jack, past individual. I think Quincy Williams fast individual but the problem was is that the guys didn't have the confidence they couldn't read and recognize the plays right and that comes down to iq that comes down to just getting more reps and seeing what's in front of you so with that essentially you're getting another athletic guy another fast guy and shoulder but now you have a guy who can diagnose the play that much quicker who can get guys lined up where they need to be and that allows guys around him to play fast as well and, and that's where i think but Schobert brings more than anything. Yes, he's got the versatility. Yes, he's got the experience now. And yes, he, you know, he's a, a blue collar, hard nose individual, a great locker room guy that guys can gravitate around, but this guy's going to get you lined up in your place. And you know who it reminds me of a lot. I'm not ready to say he's, he's the next one of these guys, but I think the mentality of X's and O's, he reminds me a lot of Puzz,
0: actually. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, would you say Puzz, but obviously a younger Puzz uh, in that sense, and also more athletic? No,
4: I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just
0: saying from from,
4: from the mindset. I, right? Like, well okay. I think Puzz's I think Puzz's greatest, you know, attribute to a defense was the fact that he had the mind for it, right? Like he got guys lined up, yeah. he knew where the plays were gonna be, he studied a lot of film and Schubert does that just as well. But the fact that Schubert's obviously younger, he's quicker, he's more athletic, he's versatile. So yeah, I mean I guess you could kind of think of him as an upgraded puzz. And no, no offense to Puzzle, he was fantastic, obviously, when he was in his prime for the Jags, but I just think Schobert brings so much to the table. All
0: right, a couple more things. Austin Lane joined us from Wisconsin, uh, and maybe I maybe you can just go knock on his door. Maybe he's home. Man, I don't want to drive to Waukesha right now. It's like an hour
4: 30, and I'm not sure if the state's getting quarantined yet or not. It's, uh, it, it's kind of like a ghost town around
0: here now. But... Dude, we yeah, went yeah. all the way up the... to Wisconsin under these all quarantine conditions. <laughs> I think you can drive 90 minutes to Schobert's house. Well, here's the thing. You guys didn't send
4: me an ESPN 690 microphone, but maybe I can make it work and see what's up.
0: <laughs> uh, here a couple of things here. Seriously. Yeah. You mentioned that Green Bay, and I don't know how hot Green Bay was on it. But think, it's a Wisconsin guy, and, and Green Bay was interested. Well, there's a natural fit yeah. right there, uh, if that is true. And And this just shows, folks, for everybody who says nobody wants to come to Jacksonville, and they're not going to be able to get free agents and all this stuff, right? Stop. Money probably wins the day at the end of the day because you're going to take the highest offer. And so maybe the Jags had a better offer. Again, we have no idea how deep Green Bay was in on this. But if Austin's right and they had interest, that means the Jags won out on Showbert. So. For everybody who thinks they can't get people here and it's been a mess here, and yes, it has had a negative tone around here, it, that I never buy. They can always get folks. Now, will they have to pay a little bit? Maybe, but they already have built-in no state income tax, so you don't have to pay more necessarily. Uh, so anyway, that that squashes that for me, depending well, on how heavy Green Bay was in on uh, Joe Schobert.
4: Well, and let's keep this in mind, too. Like, Could Green Bay have gotten possibly for hometown discount? I mean, maybe. You know, I mean, the, the guy grew up from Wisconsin. If you're from Wisconsin, who would want to play for the Packers, especially now since they were so close to going to the Super Bowl last year? But let's remember where Schobert came from as well, All right, He came from Cleveland. And yeah, I get they had a lot of hype last year. They obviously underachieved, but he's played on some teams, Brent, that have been, by like, lack a better word, a nightmare to play on, right? Where yeah. a lot of losing records. So I think it says a lot about him from the standpoint of, yeah, once again, money always talks, but He's willing to come to Jacksonville over like a place like Greenville or someplace else. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that were interested in him. But the fact that he comes to Jacksonville, well, let's be honest, they're in a rebuild mode right now. The optics of the team, possibly not the best. But, you know, he actually takes a chance coming from Cleveland to Jacksonville. So it goes to show you, yeah, maybe things aren't the best in Jacksonville right now. The optics are very bad. But you still get a guy like that to come to your team coming from Cleveland. I think it speaks
0: actuals of what's going on in the NFL. Austin Lane with us from Wisconsin. I'm going to lose my mind right here. Just uh, I'm jumping back into so, uh, sunshine and rainbows in this difficult time we have in our world, in our country, and even with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here I go. I think this is a tremendous ripple effect. This is how good of a move this is, okay, at face value, and this is without a lot of digesting it. But hear me out. The Jaguars just got a Pro Bowl middle linebacker. So it's an upgrade over a guy who struggled in the position last year in Miles Jack. Miles Mm -hmm. Jack moves to the outside, and he now replaces, and probably we think he'll be better at the weak side than even Telvin Smith, who was a Pro Bowler, was in that spot just because of his physical abilities as nothing else. And at least he's better than what they had there last year because Quincy Williams certainly struggled. Add to it that Quincy Williams is now on your depth chart. That's not a bad thing. Austin Calitra was kept today on a tender, so he is part of your depth. So all of a sudden, you just got so much better on the second level of your football team, an important level of your football team on the defensive side of the ball. And I'll add one more thing, and Paul Martin brings it up on social media, and I think it's a great point. He says, I assume the Schobert acquisition makes drafting Isaiah Simmons on a Clemson doubtful. Who do you think is the most likely target now? Paul, I'll get to the other part of your question in a moment, Hmm. uh, in a little bit. But the Isaiah Simmons thing is a fantastic point. The Jaguars may have just taken Simmons off their board, which means if somebody was interested in Simmons and he slipped that far, maybe it, it, it garners some trade value, or it at least now narrows down your options because this is a football team that can go in about five different directions in the top 10 with that ninth overall pick and i would say simmons is unlikely for the jacksonville jaguars after a move like this and the trickle down with miles jack probably being on the weak side and quincy williams still being on the roster and austin calitro still being there so again super sunshine and rainbows but this one move just had a major impact on on your linebacking unit and your depth and what the production could be and what the resume already says with a middle linebacker that has a pro bowl under his belt. That's how good of a move this looks like to me, Austin. Yeah, absolutely.
4: I mean, you know what? It's good to have the sunshine and rainbows back, but it's been a long time. Um, I feel like you you guys have been kind of quarantined yourself with all (laughs) the bad things that have been happening in Jacksonville. So, it's good to have the sunshine and rainbows back, and I'm, I'm not going to rain your parade, man. I, I think you're you're absolutely right. You know, I, I was very adamant about the fact that there was a lot of question marks right now on the Jaguars' defense, right? Your defensive line, your secondary, who's going to play corner, the linebacking core. Are you going to take linebackers in the draft? What's going to happen there? Essentially now what you have, and is, is Miles Jack going to play middle linebacker? We didn't even know that yet. Well, now I think the writing going to be on the wall, right, where Schobert's going to come in, play middle linebacker, Miles Jack playing the weak side now, and you have two holes filled. You have two question marks essentially filled now. So now you can go to the draft, and once again, you have to assume that Simmons might have been there at number nine. I think he's going to go even before that, but you Probably. never know how the draft pans out. I think that guy is too much of a freak athlete to go at number nine or later. I think he goes before. But regardless, if he does want to the Jacksville Jaguars and a team's interested, of course the trade's always going to be there. But what this does now, Brent, going forward, is that it starts to clog some of those question marks. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still a bunch of them to be had. Um, There's still defensive tackle out there. There's still uh, a corner spot that needs filling. But I think that the Jaguars essentially killed two birds with one stone here because now we know essentially what Miles Jack's going to play, and we have a middle linebacker to take over with a high IQ to go forward to to be a leader for the team.
0: I'll also say this. Patrick Queen is a guy from LSU that's been mocked so many times to the Jags with that 20th overall pick. So now that even takes him. So it, it just starts to spread out. It's a really good move. That's why you have free agency. That's why you also have the draft and you can complement the things very nice. I think, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but this is a heck of a start to free agency for the Jacksonville Jaguars. In my opinion, they also made a couple other moves today. We'll tell you about that. They actually cleared a little more space. Um, that is coming up. Uh, Austin, uh, I appreciate you jumping in right off the top of the show. I want to get back uh, you back to whatever you're doing and going to drive to uh, what's the name of the town again in Wisconsin? <laughs> it's
4: good. Well, I think you went to Waukesha, left, But it, it, the, the town's name is Waukesha.
0: Okay, a lot, Waukesha. A lot of great hockey in Waukesha. A lot of great hockey up there. All right, I need. A- a picture of you outside his house within the next like eight hours um, okay it's, see, not stalking. it's not stalking it's it's really I'll just I can do. trying to cover the story uh but you you joined a gang today is today the day did it happen did you successfully do <laughs> today it today was the day man yep I, I
4: i earned my colors and everything i got my patch so yeah it was it was a cool thing to do i mean you know i'm not gonna get into too many details of all the initiation stuff but Basically, a part of it requires you to wear a, a jean jacket, and then you uh, cut the sleeves off your jean jacket. So my stepdad, who was also in the club, um, he, he took part in doing that. So it was cool to kind of, you know, he's passing down his ways to me. So it was kind of a cool family moment, man. There was a great turnout despite everything that's going on right now, you know, obviously in the world. Um, so it was cool to just kind of phase that out a little bit, get on the hill and just, ski and snowboard with some pretty cool guys
0: all right uh, good stuff man glad you're having a good time up there uh, safe travels back i know you're coming back uh, at some point on uh, wednesday we appreciate you checking in yeah. right off the top of the show good stuff on the new uh well what will be the new linebacker of the uh, jacksonville jaguars in the middle joe showbert i know you're fired up about it go have a glorious rest of your day I uh, am, yeah, man. I'm very fired up about it, and I look forward to having my smoothie with you uh, probably on Wednesday or Thursday when I get back in the town. That's right. I, didn't even, hard, no I didn't even give him a hard time about that. I'll you wait till you get back. You're having a, too good of a day, so I'll, I'll give you I'll a hard time later. Give myself a hard time. Yeah,
4: yeah. About, that's what you remember, though, Brent. And you've seen my routine. I drink a smoothie every single morning, so this is nothing new to me at all.
0: Bring the blender in, Coos. It's <laughs> time to pay up a bet. We need be, all right. If we can be in here. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, <laughs> we might need to say, on have food flying around. Well, probably not. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> You'll pay back that bet at some point. All right, Austin, have a good Absolutely. time, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. i we'll right, talk to you guys later. All right. Uh, hey, the Jags are off to a, a very good start by doing nothing in the early stages, and I say early stages, you got to remember, it technically hasn't even started. Yet we now all believe, because of Schefter and Rappaport, that things start on Monday at noontime, which they kind of do. But it was quiet for about 24, 28 hours, and now here we go. The Jags uh, make a, a move that will become official tomorrow. Where else will they go? Will they have more uh, to come uh, in the next uh, couple of days? What else do they need to do in free agency I love this move on a lot of levels. I'm going sunshine and rainbows to start a Tuesday. We need a little pick-me-up. Need a little smiling. The weather's awesome. And we're feeling awesome inside here. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, tell us what you think. 904-362-9901. Thanks for being along for the ride here on a Tuesday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. This is bigger than the game right now. This is bigger than the future. You've raised an entire
5: generation on nothing but winning. Once you lose that generation, you're completely irrelevant. This is about Bob Kraft's entire entire legacy. This is about how he's remembered when he's when he's dead. This is about the future of of the region and and about how a generation will perceive a transition. You know Tom Brady can still play and I think if he's
0: elsewhere and you're dealing with a a recovery that includes not Tom Brady on Sundays, it's gonna be a tough one. Sports radio in New England must have been awesome today. I mean we're hoping it's awesome around here, but it had to be awesome today. Because let me tell you about the Patriot fan. The Patriot fan that forgot that the Patriots had bags over their heads when I was a kid, fans did in the stands, Gillette Stadium, which was Sullivan Stadium, and those concrete walkways and metal bleachers and freezing cold, and the only thing I remember from games as a kid going there was everybody getting in a fight with each other because they were all pissed off to that degree. They don't remember that. They just remember the last 20 years. If you're 15 years or younger or 18 years or younger, you are about as spoiled as spoiled can be. And you deserve to lose for the next 20 years as a Patriots fan. I'm not wishing that on you. But that's fact. How can Patriot fans be upset with this? Well, well, because you don't want time to go. I get it. But if they take a step back, they will soon realize. And I always said this to all my friends up there and family that likes the Patriots. I didn't grow up a Patriots fan. Uh, you know, I was a Dolphins fan because the Patriots stunk and they weren't even on TV because the Patriots got blacked out on TV. Um, I've always said, and, and this is hard to do, I'm not knocking Patriots fan for this, they st- will not know how good Tom Brady was and, and is, I would say to folks, Until he leaves, and you're not this good anymore, and you might not be this good forever again. You might not win a Super Bowl for the next 12, 15, 18 years. That's the way it was before Brady. They didn't win. And yes, Belichick, a part of it, but I've always been a big believer that Brady's the main part of it. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in a little bit. The big news for the Jacksonville Jaguars Joe Schobert. Uh, is coming to Jacksonville on a deal that uh, is just a bit over $50 million, according to Ian Rappaport. And uh it seems like a very good move for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you got to love it if you're a Jags fan. And here's what I do like that the Jaguars have done so far in free agency. They sat tight. For the first time in a long time, they sat tight. For a little bit. They kind of let everybody else do their thing. And that's boring for us. I get it. But then they sneak in there. And get a guy that I think was probably high on their free agent board in a position that I just explained before the break. Now there's a domino effect that makes you better in three different ways. One, you have a middle linebacker who now is a pro bowler. you got to hope he plays well and you pay him to play well and you hope he does. But your middle linebacker that now will likely move to the weak side belongs on the weak side, most people think, will thrive on the weak side. And I'm talking about Miles Jack. So his career could just be ready to blossom now that he has a spot and is likely in the right spot spot so you just got immediately better not at one position but at two positions and then i'll even add a third element to that there's some depth now because quincy williams austin calitro again you're only gonna have so much depth at the linebacker spot you really need two that you you really can lean on but the depth doesn't hurt uh for special teams and now a guy like quincy williams can take his time uh getting to learn the game of the nfl he got thrown into the fire and that was a big mistake uh last year so i love what the Jags have done, uh, I will say this, the the good teams, and I'm not, I, I was just kind of kidding around yesterday, I think it was Russ Tucker tweeted out, he said, hey, look at all the teams that haven't done anything in the first wave of of reports, and he said they have all one thing in common, they're good. Well, guess who else didn't do anything in the first wave? The Jags, and I'm not here to say yeah, the Jags are good, and they've been this model franchise and everything, we all know that hasn't been the case, but the good, he's right on that, the good teams don't go out and spend and spend and spend and spend. And I'm not saying spending is bad. Denver went to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl because they spent on free agency and hit. The Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game in part because they hit on free agency. Guys like Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, A.J. Boye. So it can be done. I just don't know if it's the right path to take all the time. And for the last five or six years, the Jaguars have taken that path, whether it was Nick Foles last year uh, or when it did work out with the Calaises and A.J.'s and Malik Jackson. So there's a lot to like. Uh, I think, of what the Jags have done thus far. Make a couple other moves. Uh, Austin Calitro, linebacker I just mentioned, uh, tendered Keelan Cole. That's a little bit surprising. Second down tender, a second round tender. Uh, And so he's going to be a part of that receiving core uh, once again here in jacksonville they cut jeff swaim no surprise there he was injured tight end they took a flyer on him but he was injured in dallas too that was the mo on on swaim and they never really could get enough out of swaim uh, and that investment but i think they saved four million dollars so another cut that wasn't surprising i would expect marquise lee could be another one of those that would save you about five million that has not happened yet we'll see if it does happen uh, in the next couple of days but all in all I really just like this slow-measured approach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I really do feel, and, and again, I, I kid around with the sunshine and rainbow stuff, but I'm just telling you how I honestly feel. I think the Jaguars' approach is a good one right now. I like it, uh, and I think they just got a whole heck of a lot better in the second level of their defense uh, than they were at least a year ago. Uh, how good they're going to be relative to the rest of the league, I don't know. Uh, do they still have a massive amount of holes to fill? Absolutely. Am I pegging them to go to the Super Bowl or even the playoffs? No, not right now. Uh, but this is a good start. And uh, for an organization and a team and a whew, city that uh, really the last eight months have been just awful in terms of storylines around the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a nice little start to free agency. And uh, it comes without spending a ton of money. So I like that uh, quite a bit. Uh, for the Jaguars in, in this situation. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, Coos, and when we come back, I think we're going to go to Cleveland, and Mary Kay Cabot will join us, covers the Cleveland Browns. I want more about Joe Schobert. Let's get you introduced to the Jaguars' new middle linebacker once the league year begins, and uh, we'll even talk about the Browns a little bit, what they're doing the rest of the league. we got some Tom Brady stuff coming up, don't worry, uh, but I'd also love to get your thoughts on what the Jaguars are doing. Do you like it as much as I do? Am I out of my mind? Uh, I might be. Uh, But you're welcome to jump in on social media or give us a buzz 904 362 9901 or Star Star 690. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau along with Coos here on a Tuesday. Austin Lane up in Wisconsin. We've got him going to uh, knock on the door of Joe Schobert. <laughs> he's about 90 minutes away. That's not real. It's not going to happen. But he is uh, up in Wisconsin for an event, so he's uh, not here today. Uh, but he did call in earlier and had... A lot of good things to say about Schobert. He loves the signing for the Jaguars when it becomes official, if all reports are true, which uh, is uh, certainly lining up in that way from everything we're hearing. Uh, other reports, by the way, uh, Diana Rossini uh, just uh, reporting that uh, former Falcons pass rusher Vic Beasley will sign with the Titans. So we'll talk about the rest of the AFC South because Phillip Rivers and the Colts, uh, Beasley and the Titans, them keeping Tannehill and obviously tagging Derrick Henry and the wacky move of DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston and how that's been received has been actually somewhat entertaining. Uh, but the AFC South making some moves. And now the Jags, who sat quiet and usually are so busy during this stretch of the offseason, they sat quiet for the first 30 hours or so, and now they look like uh, they will have Joe Schobert in that middle linebacker. We go to Cleveland right now, Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, from cleveland.com and and does a lot of analysis for the Cleveland Browns, also a Hall of Fame voter as well. Uh, she joins us here on Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. Mary Kay, thanks for the uh, call and the quick turnaround. Uh, you answered quick. We appreciate it.
1: Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, tell us about Joe. Should we be excited about this? I'm a little sunshine and rainbows on this move. I think it really helps the Jags on a couple of different vantage points. It will move Miles Jack to the weak side. Uh, should uh, I be excited or as excited as I am.
1: Yeah, I think you should be excited. I think the Browns wanted to have him back, just not at that price. And as we know, you can always make more money out on the open market than you can with your previous team, or almost always. And so it wasn't a matter of them not wanting him back. They did want him back. Uh, they just knew that he could probably make more money than they, what they wanted to pay him. But he's been a very, very solid linebacker. He, uh, you know, He's good against the run. He's very smart. He's been a field general. Uh, there there's a lot of different things that he can do. Uh, I, I think that you guys should get excited.
0: Mary Kay Cabot with us from Cleveland.com. Covers the Cleveland Browns. Has done so for a while now. Uh, Joe Sjobert uh, is going to end up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. who will play that middle linebacker position. I think it's important to tell folks we're not talking about – this isn't Luke keekley right? I mean, this isn't one of the elite players in the NFL – But it's still a very solid move and a guy that's resume has looked good, 2017 Pro Bowler. Uh, His career appears like it's blossoming and and maybe even continues to take that next step.
1: Yeah, I think so. And uh, one of the things about Joe Schobert and Greg Williams and his son Blake Williams, who are now with the Jets, just used to rave and rave about uh, Joe Schobert's field vision, his ability to call the plays in on the defense and just to be that leader out on the field his anticipation and uh just kind of being able to tell everybody else where they need to be and what needs to be happening so uh you know you're getting more than just a linebacker you're getting a a really great leader on the defense as
0: well and for jags fans i think that's an element where I don't know if Miles Jack struggled in that spot as much as he didn't trust everybody else around him last year. So uh, we have believed for a while, at least on this show, that Miles Jack using his athleticism to move to the weak side will really allow him to be at his best. And now Joe Schobert going in the middle of this defense. One thing, uh, Mary Kay, about a, a Todd Wash scheme and in this this kind of defense, you need athletic linebackers. This guy has some pretty good athleticism to him, doesn't he?
1: He really does. I mean he, he really does. He he plays all sports well. Uh was a really great basketball player. Uh he he's just very, very athletic and uh, you know, fast, shifty, agile. Uh you, you guys will like what you're gonna see from Joe Schobert. He's a playmaker, uh again, as you said, he's not a superstar, not super flashy, uh, you know, he he's not necessarily gonna going to, going to Take over a football game for you, but he's going to give you really good, solid, consistent linebacker play, and he's going to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, very good durability. Of course, a big part of it. Jags were beat up uh, in the linebacking core a year ago, um, and it certainly does happen with some bad luck in the NFL. Mary Kay Cabot uh, from Cleveland. dot com covers the Cleveland Browns. I've got to ask you about the team you cover. That was a wild day one, Austin Hooper, and all the help that they're giving Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum's signing, signing was interesting. you got to believe, at least from the outside, you know, thousands of miles away, it looks like they're saying, hey, Baker, this is the year to get it done.
1: You know what? I don't know if it's that as much as it is. They wanted someone that could come in here and mentor Baker, show him the way, uh, help him figure out, you know, really how to prepare in a professional manner and also help implement Kevin Stefanski's system. They believe that Baker Mayfield is their guy, is their quarterback of the future, and I don't think that this is designed in any way, shape, or form uh, to put the heat on Baker. I think it's to help him.
0: They should have a dynamic offense, right? I mean, with the receiving corner, it looks like they're going to keep those guys Landry and Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. And now Austin Hooper uh to go along with, with Chubb uh, in the backfield. I mean, wow, they've got to be fired up about the offense in Cleveland. I know it was disappointment last year. Listen, we're in Jacksonville. We get the disappointment with high expectations. That's happened before, like 2016 here. Uh, but maybe this is the year, the second year of expectation where it all blossoms for Cleveland.
1: Well, I think Kevin Stefanski is going to know what to do with this talent. I mean, Freddie Kitchens really just did not handle the situation well last year at all. I mean, he's got uh, some amazing running backs in Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You're going to want to rely on those guys. Kevin Stefanski is going to play a lot of two tight end sets, take some pressure off Baker Mayfield, open some things up for Odell and Jarvis. And you know, I really think as long as Baker Mayfield can get back on track, uh, cut down on the interceptions. I, I think this should be a fairly explosive
0: offense. Mary Kay Cabot with us here on Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690 at Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, that's K with a K. Um, and uh, I really appreciate your work. So I'm going to ask you about two other things, if you don't mind, even though I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you this. Tom Brady, where does he end up?
1: You know what? I don't know why. I just keep thinking, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Bucks. I I feel like I I don't know why. Just maybe because uh, he just seems like he would be more suited to the city. And, you know, he's talking about doing some things in the movie industry now. I don't know. That's just my guess. I don't have any good intel on that. I just see him
0: in la it's something you appreciate about brady and, and sometimes we see it with big stars is you really don't have a feel for it uh, we can all guess but there's really no feel about where he could end up uh in the next uh, couple of days one last one for your hall of fame voter uh actually remember seeing you in the lobby this past year uh it uh in miami when the hall of fame vote came out we really thought piselli was getting in this time around uh give us a, a little bump in confidence uh, or at least where you stand, baby, on uh, Tony Baselli get into that Hall of Fame someday?
1: You know, I, I voted for him. I, I voted for him, and I, I thought he deserved to be in. And he's going to get in. And sometimes it's just a matter of time. You get log jams at different positions. Uh, there were log jams this year. And uh, he, he will get in. It really is just a matter of time.
0: Yeah, we all believe the same thing. Uh, we we thought it could have happened, but there were three offensive linemen. We think they might have stole some votes from each other uh, along the way this past year. Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com covers the Cleveland Browns and does it very well. I appreciate you jumping on at short notice. Thanks for uh, calling in here in Jacksonville
1: sure thanks for having
0: me okay i uh, appreciate that joe showbert the uh middle linebacker of the jacksonville jaguars uh good insight from mary Kay cabot earlier austin lane had some good insight because he's a wisconsin guy and he knows a little bit of that showbert background what i like too a little bit about showbert just one other thought here and i want to be uh, austin kind of said uh he mentioned paul pozlosny and i think that's a r- very nice compliment but also one that can be jaded by some fans, and also you got to be careful to compare. But I get what he's saying, and I think Mary Kay backed it up there, and that is uh, the the IQ, the smarts, the savvy, uh, the knowing where everybody's going to be. I, I think that is what he means by that. And also, you know, Pozlesny, by the time we saw him later in his career, where he actually played really good football in 16 and 17, he had lost a step or two. Uh, he was older at that point. Well, this guy's still a young cat, so – uh, I think I like the idea of the comparison to Puzz, even though that's a tough comp on uh many different levels. But I get what uh, they're talking about, and I think that's important. We have mentioned this uh in the last few weeks. How do you build this team? What kind of guys do you get? And one of the big things, if you go back to the show a few weeks back, I said the Jags need more savvy football IQ guys. And it sounds like they might have just picked one up here uh, with Joe Schobert. So, uh, good signing, I believe, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars when it becomes official tomorrow afternoon, and the new league year begins. cuz we have to run up against it. We taking a timeout, or we got a couple minutes. Two minutes. All right. Uh, let's stay with it. Let's uh, switch over to Tom Brady initially. I'm going to bring up Tom a little bit more because we have Jason Fitz uh, jumping on with us here on a Tuesday as well. And I wanted to save some of the Brady conversation for that. Coos, how stunned were you when the news came out
3: with Brady out of New England? See, I'm like the the horrible person in me. My first thought was because we had been talking about Nick Foles' destinations Yesterday. Yeah. My first thought was Nick Foles is going to go to the Patriots and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, let Cam Newton goes there.
0: We're yeah. going to do a little matchmaker uh, in a little bit. Yeah. But with the quarterbacks, because it's fascinating. And I think there are dominoes that fall that could impact Nick Foles getting out of town. And, and by the way, I am not one of those guys that said, get him out of town. Yeah. If I was Nick Foles, I might be asking to get out of town. Uh, because this is totally different situation than I thought it was going to be. And so if the opportunity opened up, I think the Jags will listen, and, and I think the reports yesterday indicated they were, but they're also not going to just give them away. Right. And uh, the Brady thing, I, I said yesterday in the show, and, and I'm, not si- I'm not sitting here today and saying, I told you so. I mean, I did win a bet, and that's important. Yep, Bragging rights are important. Austin's going to drink that shake. Live on the street. Yeah, we got to make it, and then he's going to drink it, and it's got like grits in it and gatorade and bananas and peanut butter scrambled eggs scrambled eggs i mean so yeah he's gonna drink it he lost that bet so i like it but my thinking was that tom brady enjoyed the whole process and the idea of being a free agent way more than i thought he would if you had asked me that last year I'm like, nah, Brady's not that kind of guy. He probably does want to stay there. He wants to play his whole career in one place. He he don't want to put up with all the people guessing about where he's going, and he doesn't care if he needs to be wowed by another team or wooed by another team. I actually believe after the last couple of weeks and couple of months, he enjoyed that part of it. I think he's enjoying it. And now there's the next stage of it. Who's going to offer him the biggest deal? He gets to cho- choose where to go, how much will money be a factor, how much will geography be a factor, situation and, and chance to win you think would be a factor. Let's talk more about the Tom Brady situation and what it does to the landscape of the NFL. Coming up next, Action Sports shacks on ESPN 690. Jason Fitz from ESPN joins us next. Hey,
5: anybody knows Tom Brady? Please send him this video. Tom, we need you in Tampa Bay. Great beaches. You would love living here. It's unbelievable. And let me give you some reasons why. Number one, we got the unbelievable coach for you. He's a quarterback guru. You're the greatest of all time. But he can guide you with the unbelievable receivers we have. We got great receivers. And what a challenge, Tom. Think about it. The challenge to take us to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. I've been a season ticket holder
3: for years. I want to win, baby. I, I, I like how he's like he can teach you. I, like. I know. I like.
0: I, I thought that part was the best part. Like he can teach you. I mean, Bruce Arians is unbelievable, but he just had Bill Belichick. And does anybody need to teach Tom Brady anything? I know he's a, always a student, probably, but uh, it, it does kind of come off kind of funny when you hear about teaching Tom Brady something. Uh, I feel like he's put on quite the clinic over the last twenty-something uh, years of his career. Big news of the day. Uh, this morning, Tom Brady with a farewell to New England and Patriots fans. And, uh, it comes as a big surprise to a lot of people. I think most people thought he was going back. Uh, I, I really, and I said it again before the break and I said it yesterday on the show. I think a lot of this was embracing the idea of the courtship of, of being this free agent. I, I, I don't know this. I just feel like he talked to guys like Peyton Manning. Talk to maybe even Joe Montana when he went through it, uh, from San Francisco to Kansas City, and they're like probably said, hey, you know what's not that bad. In fact, it was kind of fun. Uh, this is a new chapter. It reinvigorates you when you get a new job, a new gig, and at 42 years old. Even though he's won all these times and it's been the same, you might need that little boost at this time to get you through the last year or two of your football career. I feel like that's what this was for Tom Brady. Let's see what Jason Fitz thinks. Jason Fitz, of course, from ESPN. First, take of your take, and Tom Brady will not be a New England Patriot. I think we're all trying to soak that in, still, Jason.
5: Yeah, and and look, I, I mean, I can't say loud enough. I was wrong about this. I really thought that that through it all, he'd look around. And even to the point of your courtship, he would, he would take some of that, take some visits and then realize, you know what, things are pretty good in new England. I I think the, the strongest statement I've heard has been, you know, Robert Kraft being clear with everybody about saying, Hey, if he wanted to be here, we would have done it. We would have done a deal. He doesn't want to be here. And, you know, then you start to listen to some other people that know him and they say, well, you know, he didn't, they didn't necessarily have that same level of open arms to me. What When you combine all of it, what we're really hearing is he didn't want to be here under the same expectations that we wanted him here. And, you know, the, the hard part about this is we keep trying to trash the Patriots. I will say that there's another side, and that's Bill Belichick. Like, doesn't Bill deserve some level of how he want to run the franchise? What's he want to do? He's been successful for 20 years, too. So it is possible in my mind for Brady to come and say, I'm only staying if you change these things and these things happen, and for Belichick to say, cool. I still do football the way I do football, and it's worked for me. So we're not going to meet those terms. And everybody decides they're just going to break up. like that. To me, there's some common sense level to that now that we've seen it happen that makes
0: some bit of sense. Jason Fitz from ESPN with us, talking Tom Brady. And I have so many questions, a lot of hypotheticals. We might not know until the tell-all book at some point. But you just brought up Bill Belichick, and I think a fascinating part of this is Belichick and the Patriots have been so good and not afraid of getting rid of, and I use that gently, but getting rid of players that are on the back end, the back nine, and replacing them and replenishing Now, they don't always make the right call on that, but they've been unafraid to do that. Think about the situation with Calais Campbell here in Jacksonville on Sunday. The Patriots would make that kind of move. They would say he's 34 years old. It's $15 million. We're moving on. Now, Tom Brady has been able to mask a lot of those moves because of all the success. My point in in giving you the background is, do you think a few years back there was a part of Belichick that said, hey – it's time to get something for Brady here and maybe move on and go to Jimmy Garoppolo and look at the next 10 years, not just the next two or three years. And I know they've gone to Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl, but I just wonder if Belichick had that thought of, hey, this is about the next decade. This is about winning for a a third decade in a row, not just the next couple of years.
5: Well, I mean, that would seem to make sense because we'd heard that at the time of the Jimmy Garoppolo deal that that's not what Belichick wanted to do. And so then you think, Let's take it a step forward. Now what we see is Robert Kraft comes out and says, Tom's like a son to me, uh, but we're not going to change things around. So that tells you that it's not Kraft. I mean, Kraft, at least at the very least, Kraft is protecting his reputation through all of it. So at some point it has to be about what Belichick wants to do moving forward. And I also don't fault that portion of it. Like, I I think it will be foolish for any team – to simply go in and say, you know what, we need Tom Brady. He's going to win us the Super Bowl this year and have no idea what their future is going to be at the quarterback position. Like, whatever team ends up taking Tom Brady, it's a home run if they also draft somebody or develop somebody or have somebody in the wings that they feel like in two years can take over. And and I don't have any problem with Belichick sort of saying, hey, that's the way we wanted to do that. It's now that time. I'm a little surprised they don't have – A better set option of what they're going to do in New England at the quarterback position, but also at the same time, again, I keep saying it like as much as we sort of trash the Patriots for the way they do that business, 17 division titles in 20 years. Good lord! I mean, we'd all every fan base would kill to have that level of
0: success. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you are right though. It's a little stunning with the. Uh, The forward thinking that Belichick has, that genius that he's been labeled, that they don't have a little bit better of a plan in place, almost like this was still. They didn't believe Brady would really go. This unexpected nature of it. Uh, So there is that part of it. What will they do now? How much does this change the landscape of the NFL, in your opinion? Because I think I saw somewhere in Vegas that the Patriots were like over under nine wins this year, which seemed kind of low to me. And now this makes them eight and a half. I don't know if I read that right, but I thought I saw something on that, which means Vegas didn't have a lot of trust in the Patriots to be that good in 2020 anyway.
5: Well, that makes me wonder what they're doing in Vegas. I mean, I, look, I don't think the Patriots are necessarily going to be a juggernaut. They play the top of schedule today in the NFL. That's always weird this early to say that, but uh, they do have a brutal schedule coming up. But I think here's where it changes the landscape of the NFL. Miami has made significant moves to try and get drastically better right away. Buffalo picks up Stephon Diggs, which I think is a, a huge, huge indication of their belief in Josh Allen to keep developing. Uh, I mean, we just the fact that we may have a different division champion out of the East is a significant impact to the NFL in general, because it mixes it up. It changes it up. Now where he goes from here. I mean, if he goes to Tampa, does that have some huge rippling effect to the NFL? I don't know. But if he goes to LA and plays for the Chargers, it makes the Chargers team relevant. That simply isn't right now. So I'd argue from a business standpoint, that is a huge development. So, I think some of Brady and what the power of of the change in the NFL is going to have a lot to do with where he signs next.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Jason Fitz from ESPN. First Take Your Take uh, every day here on ESPN 690 in Jacksonville from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. right before our show, Action Sports Shacks kicks off at 3 p.m. So take a listen to First Take Your Take uh, on ESPN 690. And you did say something that is just so eye-popping. Everyone now has a chance in the AFC East <laughs> for the first time in like two decades. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say it like that, but it certainly feels like that. It was a foregone conclusion, unless the one year where Brady got hurt, uh, that, that they were going to win the division and they were going to get five wins out of the East. It was going to be that simple. That's the way it worked for two decades. You just brought up where he ends up. I know it's impossible to predict. I know we're all guessing uh, and i I actually find that very refreshing by the way in in a day and age where <laughs> we kind of all know where what 's going on. I love that Brady broke the news himself this morning i I also love the fact that nobody really does know where he 's going to end up i I think that 's kind of cool in this day and age because it happens so infrequently. but where would you tell Brady to go if you had his ear?
5: Well, I think a lot of people will say the Chargers. I wouldn't. Uh, a lot of people will say Tampa Bay, and I think there's a lot there's value to Tampa Bay. But if I'm going to go to Florida, frankly, it's to go to Miami. Like if, if you ask me for a perfect marriage right now, you bring Brady into a coach that he knows with a a team that just added a couple of Patriots players on the defensive side of the ball. But you're also talking about a Miami team that has three first round draft picks. So if you're Miami, it's a win win because you could use that fifth overall pick on Tua Valoa, still draft your future quarterback, essentially redshirt him for the next year or two, while Brady gets the rest of his playing career out, and Brady gets to exact his revenge in the AFC East. So I love that storyline. The other one that I would love if I were just making up a world here where it could happen is if I'm Chicago and I'm Ryan Pace, the GM there that is forever going to be haunted by the fact that I passed on Deshaun Watson and I passed on uh, – Patrick Mahomes but I drafted I traded up to draft Mitchell Trubisky what's the one way I stop that conversation I bring in Brady you bring in Brady to the NFC but you bring him in with the defense that is just flat stacked and loaded and an offense that has some weapons I mean I like that too I, I don't know that he's considering Chicago or Miami but those two spots would actually make a lot of sense where I think he could go in and suddenly have a big impact on the win-loss total
0: yeah it's a really good call and 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 people aren't talking about Chicago with that, with the Brady. They're more talking, you know, do they trade for Foles or, or Eddie Dalton or, or one of those kind of guys. And now Cam Newton is available because Carolina uh, makes him expendable when they add Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, the quarterback carousel right now in the NFL is is unlike anything we've seen. Uh, you don't remember it. It's hard to remember anything like it. And there's so many veteran guys that have question marks. Are they too old? Or is Teddy Bridgewater really that good? Is Cam Newton going to stay healthy Uh, this is fascinating to watch where all these guys end up yeah i agree totally like everybody keeps saying it's this
5: incredible free agent quarterback class could be or it could just be really bad i mean it's possible that brady is washed and that bridgewater can't play and that cam never really gets that healthy and then all of a sudden we're looking around saying what was everybody hyped for but the other side of it is you know there's there is the opportunity for cam especially We just don't know what health means. And and look, he's had now the opportunity to take enough time off to get himself healthy. If the shoulder is healthy and the foot's healthy, Cam is dynamic. And we've seen what Cam can be at his best. So in the right situation, I think Cam can still win a lot of football games and can be a star in this league. The question is, can he stay healthy? So, you know, you're really rolling the dice there for a team. But I think somebody's going to take that chance on him. And and
0: if I'm the Chargers and I don't get Brady, that's my first call is Cam. Two more questions for Jason Fitz from ESPN, then we'll let you run. Uh, one of them pertains to the AFC South, and we're just hoping maybe to get a chuckle. But sometimes you have a different point of view than the masses, and I like that about you, Jason. But uh, what what was Houston thinking? Like, I, I still oh, have a oh hard God. time making sense of it. Uh, Hopkins you, for David Johnson? Like, who, think,
5: who, who does Bill O'Brien have naked pictures of me? He keeps <laughs> his job. That's what I want to know. Like. I I just can't figure out Bill O'Brien, one transaction after another that you look at and say, the GM Bill O'Brien, I have no idea what the heck he's doing. And for him to turn around and trade DeAndre Hopkins for essentially a bag of hot Cheetos and some tickets to like a diner somewhere makes no sense to me, especially when you're talking about the value that Stefan Diggs got. So I can't make it make sense at all. I'm not a fan of the move.
0: Yeah, and, and meanwhile, Philip Rivers just went to the Colts. Colts spent big, of course, on DeForest Buckner yesterday. So the Colts are making some moves, and it will all depend on Phillip Rivers and, and if he's still got some bullets left in the cannon uh, or if he's just old. He certainly falls into that category. I think we sometimes say, hey, Drew Brees is playing into his 40s. Brady's is playing into his 40s. But it doesn't mean everybody's going to play into their 40s, Jason. No, no,
5: no. Uh, and, and look, Rivers was bad last year. Rivers cost the Chargers a lot of games last year and look look no further than the fact that we're trying to say that the Chargers are a great destination for Brady because they have so many weapons, but they still went five and eleven. I know injuries are a part of that, but Phillip Rivers cost them football games last year, so I'm out on Phillip Rivers. I think it's a bad move by the Colts.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not afraid of him. Let's just say that down here in Jacksonville. I, I don't know why there. I always say, hey, we have two more questions, because then I always ask a third, Jason, all the time. Uh, but this one has to do with what's going on around the world right now and in our country. Uh, the sports world has stopped. Just wanted your take on it. Uh, you know, you're in a, it, what's strange to me, what hasn't set in, and, and I think it's going to take another week probably to fully set in because down here in Florida, we get hurricanes. And so the world does stop for a few days. And so this kind of feels like a hurricane. But what else happens with hurricanes is you can escape it. You can go up north and see family or you can go to a different part of the country or go on vacation. Well, you can't escape this right now. What is the sense where you guys are up in the New England area about uh coronavirus, the sports world stopping, uh, and what this next couple of months might be like? I think
5: it, it hasn't really set in for most of us. I don't think it's set in for most of the country yet. And I'm not sure people have really thought about the fact that it's not just sports, it's music, it's movies, it's entertainment. Everywhere that you get your entertainment is likely to be shut down for for now and for God knows how long. And so uh, it, it's it's really a moment that I, I think we're going to wake up in a month and say holy cow we're dealing with this I don't I don't think people have really uh, sort of grasped it yet and then you know outside of everything else just the implications for so many people that whether you're a touring musician or whether you work on a cruise ship or whether you're a ticket taker at a movie theater you know the, the number of jobs that are suddenly being just absolutely just they're, they're gone and you know the amount of entertainment that's gone like it's going to take a long time. To catch up from what happens for people financially and it's also going to be a very weird feeling to me in a few weeks when we're all looking around and realizing that the jokes have stopped there's not there's nothing left to watch on disney plus and suddenly you're sitting here saying what am i going to do with my time so uh, i think we're in for a long haul here and Uh, When sports come back, they're going to come back explosively because everybody's so ready at that point.
0: Yeah, and I wonder how the landscape has changed to a degree, not only in our lifestyles, not only in everything from uh, economics and financial stuff to businesses and how they approach things, but in our sports world. I wonder if we will see some changes. Uh, Very well said on your part. Be well, be safe uh, with the family. And uh, the one good thing here, Jason, is we should all be able to book guests because everybody's got their phone (laughs) plugged into the wall and really nowhere to go. (laughs) Everybody's got free time, that's for sure. (laughs) Thanks, man. Have a good rest of your day. Hey, have a great week. All right, Jason Fitz from ESPN. First take, your take. uh, One to three here on ESPN 690 on a daily basis. Uh, We were talking about it uh, a little bit earlier, too, and and we'll talk more about it. I I don't want to talk for an hour about coronavirus every day, but I do think, again, this is impacting us, Coups who just got engaged. Now is a wedding date. Austin, myself, our families, our workplace, just like it is you. And so I think we're all in the same uh, boat here. Uh, so it is worth talking about, and, and we'll give you the latest and a little perspective, at least from this chair, uh, coming up a, a little bit later on. Plus, more football talk. What do you think about Phillip Rivers to the Colts? Are you afraid of the Colts? Are you afraid of the Titans and what the moves they're making? They just picked up Vic Beasley as well. Are you afraid of Houston? Certainly not Bill O'Brien. You still don't know what the heck he's doing. What do you think about the AFC South and the landscape that is changing hour by hour? Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690 rolls on, and you're invited. Give us a call. Star Star 690.
4: When you're talking about a 27-year-old wide receiver that you send down the road, and he had over 50 more receptions than your second-leading wide receiver, one, this was personal, between Bill O'Brien and him. And I think there's no secret that there was a rift right there. And two, Bill is betting on the fact that this is one of the deepest wide receiver classes that we've seen in the past 20 years. He's going to say, hey, you know what? Everybody's been talking about all these good wide receivers out there, but all these other people are paying up huge prices like Buffalo just did for Stephon Diggs. I'm not going to do that. And hey, guess what? The GM and the coach. Do what I want. Would most other teams have done it? No. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. That's Louis Riddick, who, by the way, was also critical of the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. And trying to find that audio, I've actually put in a request to get uh, Lewis Riddick on uh, with uh, with our folks and friends at uh, ESPN. So we'll see if that materializes. But um, Lewis Riddick, uh, always strong. I like him. I like his takes. Uh, I'll be interested to see what he had to say about the Jaguars but obviously uh, ripping into the Bill O'Brien a little bit right there. What's interesting to me, just a quick take on that is Amari Cooper gets five years, a hundred million. I'm not saying that's wrong uh, because they wanted to keep everything intact, especially with Ezekiel Elliott under contract, Stefan Diggs. I thought I couldn't believe what, how much Buffalo gave up for him. And I'm not convinced these Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. and, and those guys, uh, and then the other one is Hopkins, and I think he is that guy. Like Hopkins of the three are, are, is the best. But I couldn't believe all these people are given that going after the big guys, Hopkins excluded because it kind of feels like Arizona got a steal, when everybody's talking about how good a draft this is for receivers. It goes three or four rounds deep with quality wide receivers. So maybe Bill O'Brien is correct in that regard, that he'll be able to replenish the wide receiving core and maybe even completely flip it. Uh, because of all the depth at wide receiver. Brett Martineau back on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 along with Coos. South Beach Gary's been hanging on. I know the Dolphins have been busy making a lot of moves. I know he wants to talk about it. Do you love what's going on, South Beach Gary, so far uh, of all the reports? I'm fired up. You talk about sunshine and rainbows.
4: Look at Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Ogba, Vanoy. Flowers, unbelievable! What the Dolphins have done.
0: Are you going to have a quarterback? Oh, sure, draft a quarterback, what's whether Terbitalians it? or two is tyrannicals. Yeah, what's interesting there, South Beach, Gary is they like a guy like Van Noy is an interesting deal to me because if you do draft the quarterback and you go young at that position, it's going to take a couple years still, and they almost are spending like. They already had the quarterback for a couple of years, and it's time to win, like, right now. and go. So that's what's a little bit odd for the Dolphins in terms of how much they've been spending. But they've also been saving and clearing space, and and uh, they have a bunch of draft picks as well. So uh, I think it's an entertaining time in South Florida. I also it's, – it's odd to me that they have spent that much money now on the cornerback position. It's very good, but that's a lot of money invested into the cornerback position.
4: Uh, what a talented duo, though. Byron Jones and Xavier and Howard, they may be
0: as a group. that may be the best two in the league now, Brent. Right? Well, I think you're probably right. I mean, uh, I I think uh, the way. The other duos have been split up. Xavier Rhodes was released. Uh, you know, all those kind of things. I think, uh, you're probably not wrong. Stay tuned and see what happens. No Tom Brady, though, right? No chance I, of Tom Brady. Yeah, I heard Brady is, is, is a, is a lock for Tampa tomorrow, Brand. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, that's good. Inside info from South Beach, Gary. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate you jumping in on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Speaking of jumping in, but won't come up here. Social distancing, uh, to the nth degree, which is important right now. So he's staying downstairs via phone. Action News Jack's John Bachman. Stefan Diggs, no longer a part of the Minnesota Vikings, but you do have a bunch of draft picks now, John.
2: First of all, the boss is, is, is mandating that I don't go up there. So it's not that I don't like you guys, but it's the prudent thing to do. So we're all about prudence here. Absolutely. And that's where we're going to keep it. Uh, however, as a Vikings fan, I will say that I am not terribly upset by that move. Uh, you know, I mean, I hate to see Diggs go. I mean, the Minnesota Miracle... That was phenomenal. He's a great player, but he wanted out and you don't want to keep a guy around, as we know here in Jacksonville, who doesn't want to be there. So they got a lot in return. And I'm, I'm, you know, we have a plenty of uh, other receivers we can use and I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay I, with it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be much worse off. And frankly, if we get the right players with, with the draft, I think the Vikes could
0: uh, maybe even get better. Yeah, I mean now you gotta make use of the picks, but I, I would have given up yes. Stefan Diggs for that haul too. I mean, I was really surprised yeah. at the hall and, and Buffalo obviously going all in on Josh Allen and in Buffalo's to Buffalo's credit, they've been pretty good the last couple of years. They see some progress with Josh Allen and now they see a little the window in the water Dolphin. with the the window open for sure. And they are ahead <laughs> of the Dolphins and they are ahead of the Jets. So so yes. they become the team to beat now, in my opinion, in the AFC East, which this only helps them. You bet against
2: them. Belichick, which I wouldn't advise, by I would,
0: the way. Yeah, I, I, they just don't have enough. I mean, I, I, I listen, I, I'm of belief, and I don't know if I'm taking this um, too dramatic. That I, I don't – Belichick's unbelievable, obviously, what he's done. But they're about to suffer in New England. It, it's not going to be a fun next few years in New England. It, it, they will not be good. Uh, I think 500 in New England will be a, a good record over the next few years.
2: Yeah, you, I, you're probably right, and, 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 and most of me wants to agree with you, but there's just a little inkling of me that says uh, you'd never bet against that guy.
0: No, and we'll, uh, don't. we'll talk about it a little bit but, uh, later on, too, yeah. Brady or Belichick. Yep. It, it, we're yeah. about to see that, although I don't really think we'll get the full appreciation of that. I mean, Brady's 43. Belichick's yeah. left with really not a lot on the roster. Yeah, neither one of these go- guys are
2: going to be much better on their own. You know what I mean? Like, well, I agree
0: with you. Well, that. Brady has a better chance of being much better better sure. on his own because sure. he's going sure. to a place like tampa if he goes yeah. there that has weapons right. uh so he That's can right. do that all right uh, right uh we continue to obviously cover coronavirus and action news jacks has been a great place to be uh online on all the uh, social platforms uh, the app and of course on tv on cbs 47 and fox 30 so the latest closures i know you just got news in about saint augustine and uh beer yes. and liquor sales uh, give us the latest
2: yeah, you can no – starting at 5 o'clock today, you can no longer um, consume alcohol on premise at, at restaurants and whatnot in St. Augustine. For 30 days, there's going to be a 30-day ban on that. That doesn't mean you can't go out and still get it in, from a store and bring it home and you know consume it at your house. The trolleys are, are suspending their uh, tours of the city. Uh, that's the latest information there. We've got a governor's news conference scheduled for five o'clock today. So we'll bring that to you live when that happens. Um, yeah, so much stuff on the coronavirus changing by the hour, by the minute at times. And so we're, we're trying to keep everybody updated. And, and let's be honest, a lot of folks now have m- more time to try to follow this stuff. So it's even more important that, uh, you know, you follow it, you get accurate information. Um, because as, as we heard the mayor this afternoon say, you know, it's, it's kind of up to all of us now. We, we you know, we, we the the government is doing what they're doing, but ultimately um, it's up to us to to take prudent action to to try to lock this thing down, get it fixed and squared away, and then you know, hopefully, get back to whatever normal is after that.
0: Yeah, John Bachman with us from CBS forty-seven and Fox thirty. You can watch at five o'clock. We'll have the latest uh, on uh, TV on what is going on, especially uh, St. Augustine, uh, where there's just a ban on uh, alcohol sales uh, starting at 5 o'clock today. Not alcohol
2: sales. Let's be very careful real quickly, uh, though. I want to make sure it's consumption of alcohol cons- on premise. On pre- bars uh, yep. in bars yep. and yep. restaurants
0: right. for that matter. That's pattern. right.
2: Bars and restaurants there. So, um you know, we're in Jacksonville. You have uh, bars and clubs have been um, mandated to close down there. It's alcohol on on premise at bars and restaurants. Good yeah.
0: good clarification
2: and yep. uh that's why yep.
0: I shouldn't be uh tweeting as I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and that's why I do sports. Uh, also uh but it it's good it it also shows that the, let me ask you this. In that regard, are you a little surprised we don't have more uniformity if you will throughout the state because of that kind I of thing? Do. You know what? No, because I mean, and this goes—I I can, I
2: mean, I can see why you're asking that, and it would—it does make some sense in the in 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 the messaging. But here's the deal, and and I think everybody's kind of already somewhat figured this out. You know, Duval has six cases confirmed right now. Saint John's has four, and other areas have, you know, like NASA. I, you know, just, there are different levels of um, concentration of people. There are different levels of cases at this point. So. Um, you, you, you don 't have a one size fits all thing now we should all be washing our hands, we should all be social distancing. Those are all things we should be doing and frankly, washing hands should be something we carry with us forever. probably should have already been carrying it with us, but you know what i 'm saying so so there 's some things that are universal but but no if you don 't obviously impacting small businesses and the mayor said this as well was, is, is not some you know there are a lot of people who have small businesses that are now being impacted that are going to have a hard time, uh, and that is not an easy decision to make. But it is an important one to make in certain areas because it is important to flatten the curve as fast as possible. And while it makes sense for lots of places to do it, it doesn't necessarily make sense for every place to do it. So, I mean, I'm sure some people would argue that it that you should do it all over. I don't want to get in that debate, but I do think it's. Um, I like that local entities are being allowed to um, basically add stricter contingencies if needed. The governor has said, you know, 50 people don't gather and, you know, 50 people or more. um, And and in Jacksonville, it's actually 50 people or more or 50 percent of your capacity. So in some cases, it could actually be fewer than 50 people allowed to get together. If you're in a restaurant that can only hold 40 people, that's now 20 people. So, you know, I think it gives flexibility for folks uh, in leadership positions who, who might need to do stronger things or, or not
0: yeah and obviously uh, John Bachman joined us from CBS 47 Fox 30 with the latest on the coronavirus and uh, obviously more things going into place each and every day uh, one of the things I tweeted out today just to, and, and I'm not alone I, I'm just trying to get everybody on board and and give us some ideas because so many uh, restaurants like the town center also is uh moving hours so where right. do you go eat where do you find and how can you help support folks living paycheck to paycheck and local yeah. businesses uh, small businesses and that's not by the way to say anybody's job at uh, one of the chain restaurants is, is any different but there could be some it, It's there's kind of like this feel that there'll be some funding for potentially those kind of places I don't know if that's true or not but either way support at any business right now if you can but uh, we got a little thread going and, and saying hey where should we Where should you, can you eat what are some of the best places what are the places you like I love it and so yeah. uh, we did that on social media and we'll continue to do that uh, because I think uh, those small businesses right now are just uh, you know, we're in the early stages of this, in my opinion and, and everybody's opinion. I'm not alone. Where are these local businesses and small businesses in a month? I mean, that is uh, even tough well, to think about at the moment. And uh, didn't the governor come out and say that small businesses could get help with a loan uh, today? There
2: are, th- yes. In fact, that that is a, that is something that is happening. And there are uh, and we've got that information on Action dot com. Um, if anybody wants to tweet me directly at Bachman a and Jacks, I can find it for you and send you a direct link to it. But the governor's office does have an application that you can go and get small business uh, loan help. Um, you know, they're treating this just like they would an, a natural disaster. And and so and, uh, you know, the president mentioned today, too, uh, that he's working on some economic stimulus stuff, um, including stimulus money, but also possibly and he doesn't have the details yet, but sending Checks directly to Americans. So uh, there are a lot of things. Uh, as you mentioned, we're 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 just kind of getting into this. It's going to be a long haul. I do think we're going to get out of this. You know, on the other end, there is. You know, I, I I'm I'm confident we're going to get through this. Um, but it won't be easy for some folks, and so we have to, as a community, help each other out. And I, th- I love it. I love I love getting that thread going and, and finding a list of places where we can all go if we if we choose to, um, and do it so. With keeping all the other policies in mind, which is you know social distancing, because that is of the utmost importance here, as 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 we've been saying all along. And again, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, prudence. Don't panic. I've said it from the very beginning, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. And the, the, the you know, there's a difference between being smart and 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 being. Concerned or being overly concerned, I should say. And I, I read a piece from the CDC. An expert from the CDC said, "If we worry now, we'll have less to worry about." And it sounds counterintuitive, but it's brilliant, right? Because if you take the precautions now, we will avoid the real problem. And and the real problem here, of course, is inundating our healthcare system. To the point where people who are sick who shouldn't die are dying because we can't treat them properly and on time yeah so if we can avoid that that's what we're trying to avoid here it's not saying that most people are going to get sick or any of these things because the reality is if you go by the numbers most of us won't get sick and most of us who do get sick won't die those are the facts but that doesn't change the fact that this thing can still cause major problems and if not taken care of now some of us could get sick with something that we shouldn't be dying from and die from it because we're not being uh, prudent now. So you be prudent now. You don't panic. You don't need to go buy a thousand rolls of toilet paper. Do what you normally do. You know, be smart about it. And we will get through this without any major problems. Obviously, it's going to be hard on some of those small business owners, but I think there's going to be relief there. And, you know, we've got community members like yourself, you know, trying to, Help everybody um, through this by you know we, if you can afford to help some small business out, help a small, small business out. That's how it works.
0: Yeah, uh, last one uh, for you. yeah, last one for you, John. Uh, and uh, just a, a, a thought more than anything, uh, there I I also tweeted out today. There was a I think it was from yesterday. Uh, somebody said how sports radio is really going to struggle right now coming up, mm-hmm. and it's it's a question that I continue to get. Uh, -hmm. everywhere I go, and I understand the question, but I'm almost starting to get annoyed by the question. It's like, what are you guys going (laughs) to talk about? What are you guys going to cover? Well, first of all, the NFL is helping us just fine right now. Like, from a sports standpoint, we haven't felt anything, uh, just yet. I know there are no games going on. I understand at eight o'clock, and you can't, if you're going to the bar and watching a game, those kind of, the golf isn't going on, all that stuff. But from a sports radio standpoint, the NFL is keeping us busy this week. Now, starting next week, yes, that will change a little bit. But I also think, John, this is kind of an inside-the-business deal. I think this is so unprecedented. For the first time in my 20-year career, I actually do feel like we have an important role. <laughs> like I, I never took—I right. don't know if I took it seriously enough in the past. <laughs> like I, I like—I didn't want to overvalue my existence in the industry. <laughs> but I actually, for now, like I've told our guys in the sports department, I think we have a role here to document this that is happening, and even us in the sports world, what's not happening uh, for people that will come down the road, 2050 years from now and ask, what was that like when everything stopped? And so I, I actually think there is going to be some brilliant, hopefully we can do some of it, going to be some really good storytelling that comes out of this. And I don't think we have to talk about what's your favorite board game every single day on Action mm-hmm. Sports Jacks on ESPN mm-hmm. 690 or on CBS mm-hmm. 47 and Fox 30. Now, there will be a little bit of monopoly. There will be a little bit part of that. <laughs> I get it. Um, it's not day-to-day. It's not news of the day. But I still think we're about to see some really good journalism and creative journalism in and out of the world of sports.
2: I can't agree with you more. Um, what we are experiencing is something, frankly, that most of us – I mean, you'd have to go back a long time – to i mean you could say 911 was similar but i don't know that even that's the same this is this is unprecedented and so unprecedented in so many ways that uh in, in just in the sheer um reaction and and like you mentioned not it you know lots of things are closing but you're right in, including the the cancellation of not just games but seasons and the impact on student athletes and all these other aspects that, uh, yeah, you, I think you're 100%. You're no different than the rest of us telling stories of, of any kind, whether it's, you know, in, in government, in business, or sports, or sometimes all three. And, and those, that is 100% correct. And I think it is an important job to, to document because that's what we're doing. That's, I mean, I've always said that'll, you know, we're the first draft of history. That's what we do. That's, yeah. that's what my job is and that's what your job is. So, that's this probably, is a- hey, Speaking of that, by the way, there is an election happening in Florida today. The primaries are happening, and um, uh, we've got coverage on that. So, um, of course, I think, uh, you know, it's taken a secondary seat uh, to to the coronavirus, but certainly important in in the history of this country. So we will have, um, you know, those results as well.
3: All right, very
2: good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: no you're right. Uh, that's a good reminder too. Uh certainly uh with the uh, the elections happening here today. All right, yep. uh John Bachman, CBS 47 Fox 30 along with Tanika Hughes, uh our weather team. Uh, we'll keep you up to date when it's been a that's I still think it's very hard to comprehend what's going on because our weather has been so unbelievable the last well, week ever since this thing kind of kicked off.
5: Oh man, and
2: I said that early on too with the with the players. I mean, think about that when they moved it to March and the weather wasn't spectacular last year as I recall anyway. Uh, and now here's here's a year when we would have had four brilliant Florida days. Oh, it just kills me.
0: Yeah, PGA Championship. By the way, they have decided that is canceled uh, as of now as well. It doesn't like or the,
2: postponed because the uh, Masters is still postponed, right?
0: Yeah, I think PGA Championship actually is canceled. Let me. Uh, I did canceled. tweet. Uh, okay. Uh, oh no, I should uh, I should uh, say postponed. The report postponed. is postponed. Okay. Um So we'll see okay. exactly what happens there. But the Masters, of course, uh, they're looking at that October date. Uh, Kentucky wow. Derby has moved to the fall, and wow. uh, we'll see where other where other sports fall. We already know so many calendars have been uh, pushed back. John Bachman coming up, CBS yeah. forty-seven, Fox thirty, along with everybody else at Action News. Jacks, uh, tune in uh, tonight in about uh, fifteen minutes. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. All right, it. Uh, yeah. let's take a time out. Talk football on the other side uh, once again, as uh, we will continue to do, but. Uh, I, I will say this, and I'll continue to say this. If you want to talk coronavirus, what's going on in your life, we're all, there are no barriers right now. We're all living this thing. You know, I know we live different lives, every one of us in some way, shape, or form, or different families, whatever it might be, but it is so unique that everybody's kind of living this and getting through this and, and wondering what is next all at the same time. I mean, it, it, it does not; it's not discriminating here at the moment. Uh, with the coronavirus. So uh, if you want to talk about it, the lines are always open on that. 904-362-9901. We can break from sports for a couple minutes to talk about that if it makes you feel better. But we can also talk sports. And uh, there's a lot going on in the NFL. Phillip Rivers to the Colts. The Titans making moves. Houston making moves. The Jags finally make a move. We'll revisit that and what it means for the AFC South next on ESPN 690. I think the biggest
5: topic is obviously with the CDC announcement um, we're not going to be playing April 9th. Uh, We're not going to announce an alternate opening day at this point. We're going to have to see how things develop. Um, I think the commitment of the clubs is to play as many baseball games in 2020 as we can consistent with
2: the safety of our uh, players and our fans.
0: Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball Commissioner, talking about uh, the season moving back uh, in Major League Baseball like everything else. All right. The Jags continue to make some moves, according to reports. Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter basically tell us how it all goes down. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Uh, Dark Reyes, uh Denard headed to the Jags, uh, Bengals cornerback cornerback. Uh, so a former first round pick, uh, they add some depth at the, at the cornerback position. Not sure on the uh, dollars of the deal, at least that's not out yet from those guys. So again, this is the l- legal tampering stage of things. And that is, uh, well, why all the reports are coming out. The, the league year officially happens tomorrow at four o'clock and then all of these things will become official. We'll see it from teams and and, and everything else. Uh, Some of the other moves that have been made, Jeff Swaim, the Jaguars did announce that. They released the tight end, saved a few million bucks off their cap. They also uh, tender uh, Austin Calitro, linebacker. Also uh, Keelan Cole, wide receiver. So they'll keep those guys on the roster unless somebody wants to trade a draft pick for them. And uh, they... Also add, the big news of the day is Joe Schulbert, middle linebacker from the Cleveland Browns, made the Pro Bowl back in 2017. And that ripple effect move will then put Miles Jack on the weak side. Their linebacking core just got so much better today. If you were looking for DJ Reader, the Houston Texans nose tackle, I kind of liked him and for the Jags to be in play, but I think it got too pricey. Cincinnati Bengals just made him the highest-paid nose tackle in the league, and I really believe the Jaguars are not trying to set any kind of market here uh, in these couple of days in free agency. They've done that many a times before, whether it was Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, all these other guys, A.J. Boye. They're not doing that. They're not setting the market. So uh, nothing happening on the D.J. Reader front. Uh, in fact, uh, to my surprise, was kind of whispered that, not really in on them, uh, not as uh, interested as maybe we on the outside might think. So uh, I like the idea of it, quite frankly, but maybe they weren't as heavy and involved as uh, many people thought they would be or believe they were. Cincinnati Bengals uh, end up uh, getting DJ Reeder, former Houston Texans. So there's, there's some other defensive linemen out there. Maybe the, I feel like the Jags will find a defensive lineman uh, in the middle to at least cover that spot and add to it in the draft as well, but they don't want to leave these vacant positions open going into the draft. I think they have to add some of these guys to make sure there's no glaring holes. I mean, there's already some glaring holes, but you get my point. Uh, They don't want to be naked in some positions, if you will, going into the draft where then they have to take maybe a, a position more as a need more so than best player available uh, in the draft. So that's what they'll try to do. I think over David Caldwell's career, they have done a pretty good job of doing that by the time you get to the draft, that you really don't know exactly what direction they're going in. And, uh, that will certainly be the case here in 2020 because the Jags could pick a lot of different spots. One spot that I don't think they will pick now certainly appears to be linebacker Isaiah Simmons, I would say, is not really a factor, uh, coming to Jacksonville because Joe Schobert and also, uh, uh, Miles Jack now take up. That linebacking group and you still have Quincy Williams and Austin Calitro for some more depth. So Jaguars, uh, certainly, uh, shouldn't be looking at a first round linebacker, uh, in this 2020 draft. Couple other moves uh, being made. Uh, Houston Texas are a bit quiet right now. The. Indianapolis Colts made a big deal during our show yesterday where they traded their first-round pick to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner to then signed him to a mega contract, $21 million a year, making him the second-highest-paid defensive uh, lineman in the league behind Aaron Donald, defensive tackle. Well, they also added Phillip Rivers today. That's kind of a big story. Kind of buried that one. I think we anticipated Rivers would go there. It's a one-year, $25 million deal. I also think Tennessee has made a lot of moves And where do you think Tennessee is? Because they keep Tannehill. They obviously tag Henry. They lose Jack Conklin to free agency on their offensive line. And now they add Vic Beasley, a guy that few talked about in the past rushing game. Uh, They get Vic Beasley on a deal here today. The AFC South, we talk about it. Do you like what the Jags are doing? What can they do next? Should they do next? It's on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Tuesday. It's a lot.
2: No question, Scott. And if you look back at last year, the Buffalo Bills had some interest in Antonio Brown, decided Mm -hmm. to go in a different direction, but they were not going to be denied this year. And I think you see the price that the Buffalo Bills gave up to get Stephon Diggs. And you look at the price that the Arizona Cardinals gave up to DeAndre Hawkins, and there are two different price ranges here that we're talking about. But the Buffalo Bills, in a draft that's considered deep with wide receivers, gave up a slew of picks today. To basically pry loose
0: Stephon Diggs, who wanted out of Minnesota. Well, that's Adam Schefter talking about Stephon Diggs and comparing a little bit to DeAndre Hopkins. It, it, it's amazing that Houston can make a move that befuddles everybody in the industry. Like that's odd, you know. Sometimes, sometimes we think. There are dumb moves like, uh, for instance, even Calais, right? Calais comes across as a, that's a that's just a terrible move. And and I, and I think there are a lot of people that still think it's a terrible move. And I understand if you think it's a terrible move. Like, I, I get it. But at the same time, you'll say a three time pro bowler, a team that hasn't been very good, a team that couldn't stop the run, maybe the best run defender they have. All these things. But then if you kind of look at it from the organizational point of view and now where this team's heading and all those things, you can at least make some sense of it say, well, they got something in return. They unloaded some cap space. There is a common belief amongst all athletes that when they hit the age 34, they start a downward trend. So can you get ahead of that rather than be behind it? So you can make some sense of it. The DeAndre Hopkins, other than he's got three years left on his deal and he wants a new contract, which could be dramatic – and I guess some rift stuff with with Bill O'Brien. And that's not good enough to me if I'm a Houston fan. I mean, you just lost the best receiver maybe in the game, or at least one of the best, because you didn't want to work out potentially a new deal or because your coach didn't get along with him as well as maybe you would have liked. It's not good enough for me if I'm a Texans fan.
3: Is this going to be one of those situations? Because this is the third bit of audio that I've heard where they're kind of comparing this situation to the dig situation because of the prices and things that moved around. So is this one of those situations where maybe it's the end of next year or middle of the season next year when we're we're playing sports again where we look at it and we go – oh, the, the, the Bills messed this up and the Texans looked really smart or vice versa. Like, is that is there any option where both teams can look smart for doing this? Well, there's a way
0: to look smart, and that is DeAndre Hopkins, either it costs $22 million a year to keep him and he didn't want to pay him that much at this point in his career, or it becomes dramatic or he gets hurt and then you got something, and, or David Johnson revitalizes his career they uh, they they get they take a pick and they get something valuable for them. That's, I mean, they can all work out for you. I just think it would take some extreme luck for it to work out for Houston. Now, for Buffalo, it could work out because they've got a lot of pieces. They're not worried about those fourth and fifth round draft picks that they're giving up right now, and they're probably not difference makers in terms of the immediate where Stephon Diggs could be a difference maker and help the growth of Josh Allen, so it certainly could work out. I actually believe we might be looking at a situation where both just made the wrong move. I, I don't think the Bills should have given up what they gave up to get Stephon Diggs, even though I know what they're doing. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work out. Because when you give up something like that, you better start making a deep run into the postseason. That was a lot of of capital to give up, I thought, for uh, Stephon Diggs. So we'll see if that works out for him. But yeah, man, I mean, there's always a chance. I would just think if you're in Houston right now, the Texans are saying inside their locker room, and and I mean, heck, Kenny Stills did. He kind of tweeted out like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> so that that's a dangerous move, I think, when you're getting rid of one of the best players. I mean, just look at where he went, Arizona. Arizona. There's no doubt Larry Fitzgerald's play is on the downside. He's on he's on the back end, but they still keep him all the time because he means that much to him. Well, DeAndre Hopkins at this point of his career is better, and it's more reason to keep him in Houston, especially when you have a franchise quarterback into Deshaun Watson. So, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, to me on a lot of levels. But what's int- more interesting to me, it's okay if like it doesn't make sense to me or or maybe to a few fans or whatever. It doesn't seem to make sense to anybody.
3: <laughs> yeah, when the players are reacting like that, it's probably a bad sign.
0: All right. So, what about the AFC South? What about Philip Rivers? Are you worried about the Colts now? Are they the team to beat? Who is the team to beat in the AFC South? Not the Jags. I mean, listen, I started the show with a little sunshine and rainbows. I ain't going that kind of sunshine and rainbows. It's not the Jags. But Philip Rivers signs on a one-year deal for $25 million. Frank Reich and the Colts say, we're going to go win right now. They go get the Forrest Buckner. They already have a pretty good football team. They have the best line potentially in football. Uh, and they still have more capital to be able to mess around with dollars and draft picks, so who else will they add? They look pretty good. But, it's contingent on Phillip Rivers being good. How good do you think he still is? And I think after last year, that's a big red flag, how good he is going to be. And even when Phillip Rivers was good, and, and I like Philip Rivers, I think he is a really good quarterback, but if you look at the resume, he never won big. So, it doesn't put a lot of fear in me if I'm a Jags fan or if I'm the Jags organization or if I'm a Houston or Tennessee that, oh, boy, Philip Rivers is coming in and look out. Now they got Tom Brady. Different story. I think uh, if they'd even got Tom uh, Teddy Bridgewater because of the unknown, you'd be like, well, how's that going to go? I think people know what Phillip Rivers is, and they still know they can get after him if they can get through that offensive line and you can sack him. He's immobile. Uh, so, I don't know if people are afraid of the move the Colts made, although I think it's a pretty good move for the Colts to try to go that big. And it's really not that risky. It's a one-year thing uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Meanwhile, you take a look at what Tennessee has done, and you have Ryan Tannehill back at quarterback. I think a mistake. Uh I still can't get over in my mind that the Tennessee Titans might have made the decision to say, we think it's a better move to go with Ryan Tannehill than it is to go with Tom Brady. Somebody please tell me the Titans didn't do that. But there are reports that that's what they did. There are some reports and some people think that Brady wanted to end up in Tennessee. And they chose Tannehill instead. Doesn't seem to make a ton of sense to me. Derrick Henry obviously will be back. The offensive line is in pretty good shape even though they used lose Jack Conklin. And then they signed Vic Beasley today to a, a deal. So they stiffen up that defense a bit. And Beasley is kind of an up-and-down guy. I think there are question marks about him. I think Atlanta parting ways early on certainly showcased that, whether it's character things or just inconsistent play. So the Beasley uh, deal will be an interesting one for Tennessee. Uh, But it's not a bad move, I don't think, for the Tennessee Titans as well. Then you go to Houston, and Houston right now has the best quarterback in the division, in my opinion. They still do, even with Phillip Rivers signing with the Colts. But are they aging out in some spots? Are they replenishing the way they need to be and should be? And they've traded away draft capital. They've made some head-scratching moves. They don't look like they're very stable right now. It's hard for me to sit here and say, oof, look out, here comes Houston. Where you could certainly say that, even with Tennessee, who you know I'm not uh, extremely fond of buying into, and definitely the Colts. So then that leaves the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, they're not the team to beat. We know that. But I think they're having a good couple of days. It's the first nice thing we've said about the Jaguars in a long time. I feel like they're doing a good job here. The the Darquez-Denard move that they just picked up, uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati, is an interesting move to me because he's a slot corner. Well, I think one of their best players on defense is D.J. Hayden. Could the Jaguars be looking to get rid of him, or were they just adding depth? Denard doesn't play on the outside. Could they move Hayden to the outside, give him some flexibility there? That'll be something to watch. Love the pick up with Joe Schobert, even though I couldn't sit here and read his resume probably a few hours ago. The more and more work you do on him. And, and, and to be honest with you, he's been a guy that has been talked about for the Jags, I think, very high on their list. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but he's just not a household name. He's not an elite player, but he's a good player. And I think it's such a good move because of the domino effect that it creates in their linebacking core. And I've already uh, talked about that a couple of different times. But with Miles Jack moving on, I think you're going to get the best Miles Jack we've seen yet. I think you get an upgrade at middle linebacker with Schobert because he knows the position. That's his position. uh, And he can trust guys around him, unlike Miles was able to do. Uh, I think last year, I think some of Miles Jack uh, poor season had to do with trust issues with young guys and a lot of different guys playing those linebacker spots. And now the depth is at. You Quincy Williams, who you drafted in the third round. Let him grow a little bit. He can be a good replacement when you need him. Uh, play special teams. Austin Calitro, I'm not going to get over, overly excited about him, but you add some depth. You're basically taking a position and saying, you know what? We don't really need to do too much here uh, heading into the draft or, or the rest of the free agency. So I love the Showbert move more so than what it does for your entire unit at linebacker than it does just in general as him as a player. Although I continue to hear great things about Showbert, We had Mary Kay Cabot on earlier. She had good things to say. Austin joined us from Wisconsin, where Showbert is from. And, of course, Austin's a Wisconsin guy and watched him play for the Badgers and knew a lot about him. And I just got a text from a buddy who covers the Cleveland Browns, and he said, You're getting a class act guy in Showbert. I know him pretty good, played basketball with him, just a great guy. Now, is that like the girl with the good personality? <laughs> I don't know. But... Everything's adding up to say this guy's uh, going to be solid and you know what to expect. One of the big problems with the Jacksonville Jaguars is we haven't known what to expect out of some of these guys. What are you going to get? Coming out of 2017, everybody had all these expectations, but then you look at some of the performances, they didn't live up to it. Last year, certainly, Miles Jack, I've been guilty of it. I, I continue to say, I thought he was going to start being a star in this league. That was two years ago. Then last year, I said it again. Hasn't happened. So now could he be? Well, Schobert, it sounds like you know what you're getting. You're not getting Luke Keekley. You're not getting an elite player, but you're getting a very good, solid player that you could trust. And, uh, Again, the domino effect there is very good. D.J. Reader, they did not get, uh and, and from what I understand and looking into it, not even that interested in him. I thought they might be, uh but they will do something to fortify that defensive front. And, of course, they have the draft and a lot of draft picks to do that too, and we all believe uh, Derek Brown, uh Javon Kinlaw, those kind of guys are in play for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round of the NFL draft. So there's a lot more work to be done, but the fact that the Jaguars stayed kind of quiet they moved up some spots in the fifth round because of the trade for Calais Campbell. Uh, even though they didn't do anything, because then Baltimore traded with Atlanta and the Hayden Hurst deal, and the Jags were beneficiaries of that by jumping up from pick number one seventy to one fifty-seven. Even that alone was like, okay, good start. <laughs> didn't even do anything. They cleared a bunch of space. They're kind of flipping this team around. And now the caveat of all caveats is, can they make the right decisions in the next couple of months? Can they pick the right quarterback? That's assuming Nick Foles is still on the roster and doesn't get moved. And I should every time I say that I, I should hit refresh on Twitter and make sure he hasn't been moved. Uh, but I think they'll end up going with Gardner Minshew. Can they make the right picks at nine and twenty and forty-two? Can they get some more help in the tight end game in the next couple of days? Can they get some help on that defensive front in the next couple of days? Uh, they have a chance here to start to turn this thing in the right direction. They've positioned themselves. So much of that will depend on the decisions they make, not only in these next couple of days. I think less than here in the next couple of days because they'll be B-level guys. But I think so much will depend on those first couple of rounds of the draft and then the decision at quarterback and if it works out. And so it will be a giant if. But I like what the Jags have done, and it's the most quiet they've been in the Dave Caldwell era probably, uh, with the exception of the first year in free agency. And I kind of like what they've done. I, I feel like it's like dirty to say that you like what the Jaguars are doing. But I like what they've done the last 36 hours here at the start of legal tampering and free agency. So uh, I also I have to tell you that that doesn't mean I believe they're going to win the AFC South. I, I I don't think this is about 2020 necessarily. It's about stacking that roster back up, finding the quarterback, and now planning to move forward. And the Jags have done that in a faster way, uh, and they sped it up because of A.J. Boye being traded, losing that contract, Calais Campbell being traded, losing that contract, and we still have the drama to play out with Yannick Ngakwe. And one thing that's happened with Yannick Ngakwe is his money keeps going up and up and up. If you didn't think Yannick Ngakwe was going to be able to get $22 million, $21 million, $23 million, whatever it is, well, all you have to do is look at some of these sa- salaries and these contracts. He lost a little money on the franchise tag with the new CBA, the way that shook out, but... He is gaining money with the new CBA and total money because these deals, and by the time he does his deal, whether it's here in Jacksonville, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen, or with another team next year probably, then, or maybe even in a trade deal and he gets an extension, well, he is going to get paid handsomely uh, for being a pass rusher if you look at some of these deals. I asked, who's the team to beat in the AFC South? J.M. says Colts. Josh says Colts because O'Brien, Tannehill, Jags. Also, Rivers may not be amazing, but he seems to eat the Jags for lunch, and that is absolutely true. His, if he ever goes to the Hall of Fame, he should definitely mention the Jags in his Hall of Fame speech for what he's been able to do against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, definitely Portland says Colts as well. Uh, so a lot of people are leaning toward the Colts with Philip Rivers. It's interesting they lean that way. I, I, I guess Jags fans don't want to give a nod to the Titans, kind of like me, <laughs> but Wouldn't the Titans be the team to beat? They just went to the AFC championship game, and they kept the key figures in that, Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and they're only going to add, and they did, Vic Beasley, they're they're going to be better on paper in 2020 than they were in 2019. Yet, a lot of people are saying the Colts are the team to beat in the AFC South. I find that uh, a little bit interesting. Kuz, let's take a time up. We come back. We'll update you on what else is going on around the NFL. Tom Brady sweepstakes continue. Belichick or Brady, where do you stand on that? Do we have questions today, Coos? Nah.
3: I can make up a bunch for you.
0: We have some crazy headlines, too, we can get into.
3: I have a whole lot of questions.
0: So we can do a little bit of that uh, as well. Plenty to get into. And we'll keep you posted on anything happening uh, with the Jags and the rest of free agency, according to all the reports. Again, the league year begins on uh, Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Brent no coos along on a Tuesday. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out. You give up a game-breaking wide receiver. You don't get a first-round pick in return. You get a running back who has a big contract, who has been injured the last two years. Bill Barnwell summed this up best with his tweet. He said, if I was Steve Kime, the general manager... Of the Arizona Cardinals. And I got this phone call from Bill O'Brien. I would have hung up because I thought it was a prank yeah, phone call.
2: Yeah, you got, wait, wait. I'm getting punked. Where are the yeah.
0: cameras? I think we should just play somebody chuckling at that trade by Bill O'Brien every segment coming back.
3: I'm sure we have enough of it. I think we do,
0: probably through the whole coronavirus, however long it lasts. So. Uh, It just astounds me that you can universally have something believed to be that bad that went down with very little forcible action here. It's not like, again, Hopkins had one year left. He's got three years left on his deal. Actually, a a ton of leverage for the uh, for the organization.
3: I'm trying to think. Is there can you think of another trade recent? Like, What's the most recent trade that's been laughed at or, or criticized like this before this one? I know there's been one in the NBA. I just can't remember what it was. Like, I remember being like, yeah, that that was stupid. But
0: it's oh, a good call. Uh, you know, I feel here. you know, what's interesting. Um, I feel like and I don't remember what was in return. I feel like the Yelich move out of Miami to Milwaukee. Yeah. Was looked at as like, oh, my gosh. How did Milwaukee just get him for that? And I don't even remember what it was, but I feel like it was viewed that way. And now, in hindsight, it certainly should be viewed that way. when the MVP and then second and <laughs> yeah. MVP vote in the year after, and now just a big deal. Uh, and that was part of the Marlins getting rid of everybody. But I feel like that uh, that was one of them. So, but this one is a, is a head scratcher, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll see. Maybe Bill O'Brien trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Maybe uh, maybe it turns out that uh, he is. Hey, a couple of things on uh, the coronavirus and and things getting moved around and rescheduled. Talked about the golf world briefly, but if you're just jumping in to Action Sports, Jacks on ESPN six ninety, uh, Brent Martino here and Coos here as well. Austin jumped in earlier on the show; uh, he's still in Wisconsin. Uh, the PGA Championship has been postponed. And they are going to try to do it, hopefully, when things get back to normal in the summer. There's been a couple of other tour events that also have been postponed. I think U.S. Open qualifying and, and regional qualifying, local qualifying, those things uh, also uh, are being canceled. Uh, the Masters continues to try to look at an October date, and uh, and and there's a lot of momentum for that to happen. So uh, that is some of the latest. You know what was interesting today? Florida State, I, I saw a tweet from the baseball saying, hey, the, it's official now. The spring season is canceled. I thought that was already done. Like, I guess I've just assumed now that all sport, like even, you know, technically the high schools have not been canceled uh, in right. the state of Florida for athletics. And I, I guess in my mind, with everybody saying no mass gatherings, over 50 people, and, and now there's a lot of uh, – uh, uh, guidance to say 10 people yeah, evenly, yeah. At, that I just don't think the kids are going back to school and I don't think they're going to play spring sports this year. And so right. I just thought it was a foregone conclusion with all the NCAA stuff
3: canceling, they canceled the world series. Why would you be playing? Well, so, yeah, I was the same way with, uh, I think he came out last night about NASCAR or yesterday NASCAR moving everything back, saying yeah. they're still going to play them, but that, you know, everything's getting moved back. And I was like, Oh yeah, I thought that was just when all the sports were, canceling or postponing i thought that was just in the mix and i guess i just assumed until you know until they announced yesterday and realized they weren't a part of that all right so you told me in the last hour that four nets players had tested positive yeah. right yeah four nets uh tested positive only one was showing symptoms or feeling sick where the other two didn't have that at all but this just then did you see that it's kevin durant is one of them oh i didn't see that that's new yeah
0: so obviously that puts a big name uh, attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's definitely
3: the biggest name player uh, in in basketball that has. I mean, Rudy Gobert is a pretty big name, like in terms of star. Like he yeah. was a he was an all star, but Kevin Durant's like another level. Obviously, of it. yeah.
0: And uh, what's interesting is uh, what's the story on on the Nets? They had played in San They had pl- played Oakland or they Golden. Su- I'm
3: sorry, Golden State. They or- were supposed to play, but that was the. N- it was either the night or the night after everything kind of was going on. So they were out there, uh, to my understanding. And so they were out there, but then left when all this started going down. So maybe that's where, you know, something happened. And well, that's how yeah, happened. and
0: I think what happened is, if I'm reading the information correctly, passing along uh some people reporting on the net situation now that four have tested positive, uh, that the Nets actually went to a private place to get tests. Mm-hmm. So they paid for private tests. Uh yeah to have it done on their players. And and like you just said, one was showing symptoms.
3: Yeah, they said one was sick, the other two – sick as in they felt, you know, whatever, some of the symptoms, and the other three just didn't have any symptoms whatsoever, which is – that's the crazy part about it. You know, you don't even have symptoms, but you can have it, so. Uh, What – I mean, I guess we're going to see this in the NBA. It'll happen more, I'm sure, because – but this is the first time that it's – you know when the reports come out, it comes out that Rudy Gobert has it, and then it's like, oh, Donovan Mitchell has it, and then, you know, Wood has it from the Pistons. But now this is the first time it's like a bulk drop, essentially, of, hey, there's four guys that have it now. Um, I wonder if that starts to become more common as we go forward here, you know, because these guys are, I mean, you know, before they started practicing social distancing, they were, I mean, you're playing basketball, you're, you're up on each other, you're playing games, you're sweating, like, it's, So you'd imagine it's pretty easy for something like that to to get transferred.
0: And I think that's why the NBA acted so swiftly. You know, it was now almost a week ago where they decided to suspend their season. And then they yep. had to go. They get, went back and said it's suspended for at least 30 days. But actually, their initial suspension was probably right. They got a lot of intel. And the NBA was really the organization in sports that that was the first domino. Because once they did that, everybody's like, whoa, wait a minute. They just did what? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're toward the end of their season. They're approaching their playoffs. Yeah, we're- like We're just getting started here on the PGA Tour or NASCAR or, or, or baseball or wherever else. NHL, obviously, was, is getting toward the end of their season, too. So that's the one that got everybody's attention, but they were they knew what was going on. They knew, like, we're going to have a lot more positive tests if we already have one player that has tested. And they did remember the whole thing
3: that Statues. we were talking about. They they tweeted about it. Yeah, it was like a the, list. The 30
0: teams that had all been connected in the last five days, in the previous five them. days. And then uh, some of them sharing the same plane. I think the Orlando Magic had the same plane as, as the Utah Jazz mm-hmm. So. Uh,
3: which, by the way, I, uh, another part of it, the, uh, and, uh, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I believe the Devos family, which is the owner of the, uh, Magic, they pledged, I believe it was $2 million to help with the, uh, families and everybody that's affected for the Solar Bears, uh, the Orlando Magic, any, uh, Amway Center employee, I believe, that, that is going to be affected by this, you know, time, the uh, time sensitive. Uh, employees, I believe, are also going to get helped out by them. They donated a ton of cash, which you know has been a lot of things that they're doing. But that one came out yesterday as well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting is the the folks uh, that are really giving back and helping out. And I almost wonder this. I'm going to give it to our news department, or at least ask them because. Like Billy Horschel and the PGA tour and the players' yeah. championship, what they did, you're seeing a lot of folks giving to food banks for uh school children and and other folks that obviously are uh could go hungry during this this time. And I wonder if they're uh either overwhelmed or this is kind of the most generous gift, gift giving they have had uh in a long time on the food banks. And the NBA was a big part of that with arena mm-hmm. workers, and it's different than the food bank. But um, Major League Baseball just came out; I think it was a million dollar pledge to to food yeah. banks around the country. So it, it's it's just, it, again we we talked about it the last couple of days. We'll continue to talk about it, but there is good coming out of some of this crazy time we're living in right now. This unprecedented time. I know. But um, the news is Kevin Durant is one of the Nets players that tested uh, positive for coronavirus. And, and one other thing too, I. It's it's strange when we read it, right? Let's just be. I'm gonna be as transparent and as honest as I can be. When we read somebody has been tested, your first re- and and, and ha- tested positive for coronavirus, your first reaction is like, oh my gosh.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: it's not that kind of thing necessarily for 31 year old Kevin fine. Durant or 29 yeah. year old Kevin Durant. You know, that's what's interesting, and I don't know if it's. Safe to say, well, I don't worry about it if you get it. No, but but it's selective. also not like we think a guy – someone's been infected or or tested positive for it. We're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's such a strange and unique thing because well, it's not like that. Now, the positive test could then lead to passing it along to someone that's a little older and, that's and then they're where more I at risk and, yeah, that's and everything where, else.
3: that's where I'm coming from. You know, like the – you know, if you test positive for – myself I'm young and and don't really have any pre-existing conditions so in theory I'm gonna be fine it's just gonna feel you know I'm not gonna feel great for a few days but then you got to go and think all right well who have I seen in the last so many days and could are they in danger yeah and then could and then you, the people they well and then been yeah in touch with and then like I I always think about it like this like you know if someone you know you know gets really in gets really sick or even passes away from this and in your mind, you're the one that could have potentially given it to him. Like, how do you mentally handle that? You know what I mean? And that's the part that, that kind of freaks me out the most. So like Kevin Durant right now, he's got to think of all the people that he's come in contact with and, and and so on. So then it just creates a weird ripple effect. And it's uh it's an interesting situation. And like you guys have been saying pretty much all day, it's just something I don't think anybody's ever really gone through before. And we're all kind of trying to figure it out as we go.
0: All right, uh, we've got some more news and this will impact, this isn't sports, well it could be sports related as well, but uh, Governor Ron DeSantis just announced that the state is canceling all tests and school grades for Florida's public schools K-12 through the rest of the year. Wow! So think about it now, we're in March, middle of March, we're spring breakdown in St. John's County right now. Uh, They they already had pushed, most schools had advised schools not to come back uh, almost through the end of March and now saying that the cancellation of all tests and school grades will well, take think, place, which means I don't know if kids are going back to school. It looks like kids won't go oof. back to school. They, uh, our kids get out uh, right around Memorial Day, so that's that'd be two months from now. That's I scary. think this is all signs of saying, "Look out, you're not going back to school," be- or
3: oh. online classes will be heavy if you can manage that and do that. What's what the first thing when you said that comes to my mind? What about a senior that needs to take an SAT? to get into college you know what i mean like there's all the questions that come off of it i know but you know stuff like that's i mean you know it's it's scary and and it's uh well it's unsettling
0: at the very time at the very least and it raises so many questions of a month from now and two months from now and on the other side of this what's it going to look like how do you fix it how do you remedy it how do you make up for all this stuff lost Uh, and right now that maybe that's trivial maybe you got to get past this first part of it um but it that's wild and and again that means that the spring sports, once again, Definitely, yeah. are probably not going to happen mm-hmm. for high schools, middle schools, everything else. Uh, there is a ripple down effect to sports uh, in some way, shape or form. And, and that is a valid point. And that is one of the things I was talking about earlier with John Bachman when he joined us. There are so many stories to tell. And we will tell them on the TV side on CBS 47 and Fox 30. But we're also going to tell them here on the radio side. And we will get in touch with some of those coaches and some of those students and uh, seniors that, well, they, this is their last chance to maybe go get I a mean, scholarship to impress you, a coach to do any yeah. of those things, and they're like, not going to have that opportunity.
3: You announcing it right now could, if a if a senior is listening, that you know, you could have just told them that their 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 high school career is done. You know, like. And that's the the part that I personally can't wrap my head around because I'm just not in that kind of situation. But that that would be a really weird feeling to be going through.
0: Well, and this is kind of the other thing that we don't get with all of this right now because it's just not the way we think. And I'm guilty of it, too. But if I was a kid and I just heard that, I'd be like, hey, yeah, no, no tests, right? no grades. Right. They don't even count. That's awesome. Right. And then you start thinking about it like, what, what the heck am I doing for the next eight weeks? I mean, what, oh. what, 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 I can't even really hang out with my buddies, my yeah. friends, whatever. Nothing. Or – at least not in big crowds. Call of Duty. Uh, what, about, what about prom? <laughs> what yeah, about graduation? Be... What about senior events? Some people do like senior cruises and trips and those kind of things. What about senior night at my sport? What about playing the rest of my career? Uh, what about potentially scholarships or, or signing on with a team, whether it's scholarship or not, and, and having the last chance? So I think initial thought is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're then like, and then it. again, I think that's the stage we're at. We're like, ah, whatever, hey, yeah, okay, this is inconvenient. I think in another week and a half, two weeks, I don't know what the timetable is, maybe it's three weeks, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Uh, and it will really settle in if it's not already settling in for, uh, for some, all right. So, uh, well, we broke from from football talking and, and uh, sports talk there for a moment, but it all ties back in. You know, now we're probably losing high school sports on top of already losing college sports, on top of losing major golf tournaments, NBA season, start of the major league baseball season, NHL, NASCAR. Uh, the NFL show does go on mm-hmm. right now. It's a it's a nice little break from everything. As the NFL show goes on, uh, I'm still not sure it should be going on. Quite frankly, if you look at the, the lengths of all this other stuff, but the NFL did make some... Variations to their normal rules last night after we got off they delayed OTAs and, and off season conditioning they they put regulations in or they continue they will continue to put regulations in for all these free agents visiting facilities and getting physicals so they 're working around it yet still doing business as usual we'll sum up day two of legal tampering as we 're now less than twenty four hours away from the official start of the league year of the NFL. What did the Jags do today? What else could they do? And how does the rest of the NFL shape up, including Tom Brady? Where is he going next? We'll put a bow on the show with that conversation next on ESPN 690.
4: Look, the extremes, right? The extremes, prosperity, diver- I mean, it's prosperity and adversity. That's where we find out what relationships are really like. We're going to find out what that relationship's like between Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Because so people have different stakes in it as far as this quarterback is concerned, and they got to find out what they have. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm going, get me Nick Foles now.
0: That's Lewis Riddick from ESPN. Will they do it? A lot less rumors on that front than there were yesterday during the show when we got some of the rumors that teams have been calling about Nick Foles. We're going to recap day two of legal tampering and play a little matchmaker with NFL QBs now that some have made moves, but plenty are still out there. What do you think? Who ends up where? And yet we still have more information coming in. If you're just jumping in with us, Kevin Durant, one of four Brooklyn Nets players that have tested positive for coronavirus. So that is new in the last 20 minutes. I think what's fascinating here is what's developed with Governor Ron DeSantis in terms of education in the last couple of months of the school year for public schools, uh, pre-K through K through 12 as well. Testing for school readiness will be canceled for the remainder of the year. So those are like big tests that kind of you take and and move on to the next grade. Uh, That will be canceled. Other news from there, and this affects so many people, obviously parents and kids, and and I think this will have a ripple down effect to the spring sports and, and most likely won't happen the rest of this year. But requirements for graduation, grade promotion, and final course grades will be evaluated as if those assessments did not exist. DeSantis went on to say that parents can choose whether to keep their child in the same grade for the 2021 school year. So there is a lot that is going to happen. And uh, also said schools and scholarships will be fully funded as if the disruption did not happen. So, wow. I mean, just so much to digest. Meanwhile. Uh, I just retweeted a report that uh, Ryder Cup looks like it's going to be canceled until 2021. Uh, we've already told you about some of the golf events moving. Justin, you just sent me something. Uh, I think all tournaments have been canceled through May
3: 10th. Yeah, they had a breakout of each each tournament. I mean, they really went in depth of which and one's some been canceled. Have, yeah,
0: some have been canceled. So and some postponed. I'm just going to go PGA Tour real quick for you in terms of uh, canceled uh, Valspar was th- supposed to be this week. Players got canceled. Uh, match play canceled in Austin, Texas. Valero, Texas Open canceled. RBC Heritage up in Hilton Head, April thirteenth, 19, canceled. Zurich Classic canceled. Wells Fargo Championship canceled. AT&T Byron Nelson canceled. And the PGA Championship all the way through May eleventh through the 17th. Now that one postponed, not canceled uh as of now. Also some PGA Tour champions events and Corn Ferry Tour, uh the Lat Latino American Tour, uh mackenzie Tour, and uh the PGA Tour series in China also has a bunch of postponements and cancellations. It is a long list. I'm not going to sa- tell you uh every single one of them, but you can go to PGA Tour dot com and uh check that out. I mean it, it is just I thought everything had kind of stopped. Yet we continue to get more information about the the next stage of the calendar because so many folks canceled things through March or, or early April. Well Now others are saying, okay, this is going to be a two-month ordeal. Uh, yesterday it was the Derby, and, and obviously uh, so many other events uh, throughout have been uh, postponed. Let's catch you up on free agency so we can talk a little sports to end the show and also try to find a home for some of these quarterbacks that are out there. I want to do a little matchmaker if we can kind of rifle down that uh, quick enough. I don't see any new news when it comes to the uh, legal tampering. I would think this one's a a fake report, so I'm going to go get that one because it's not a blue check mark. But it did have to do with Nick Foles. Uh, The Nick Foles stuff has been relatively quiet so far here today, different than uh, than yesterday. Uh, and I don't see a lot of new signings coming out in the last 20 minutes or so, uh, unless I'm missing some of them. The big one, Philip Rivers going to the Colts. Uh, Vic Beasley going to the Titans if you stay in the division. Obviously, the story of the day is Tom Brady saying he's leaving New England. He has yet to make up his mind. So where does he land? Cam Newton is out in Carolina if they can get a trade. Or they just will release him because Teddy Bridgewater is now in Carolina and he'll be the guy there. That leaves quarterbacks that are still available. Jameis Winston. Obviously, Brady will be a huge domino in all of this. Uh, Nick Foles on the trade market. Andy Dalton on the trade market. Where do those guys end up? Who still needs a quarterback? You're looking at the Chargers. You're looking at the Bucks. You're looking at even a team like the Dolphins. Chicago wants competition, Patriots. it sounds like. The Patriots now need a quarterback. Uh, will the LA, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders want a quarterback uh, instead of Derek Carr? It seems like that's a, an ongoing narrative uh, for the last couple of years. By the way, uh, Jason Witten, I think, signed with the Raiders today. So there was another move. I can't believe he's still playing. Uh, the other, it was
3: a relatively smaller
0: deal when I well, saw. Yeah, he's. I, I'm just surprised he doesn't have that much left. I'm surprised. Uh, the other thing that was I thought was interesting around Philip Rivers is it sounds like ESPN tried to get him in the booth for Monday Night Football and he wanted to keep playing, so uh, that didn't happen.
3: The Tom or uh, the Tony Romo money didn't. Uh... Yeah, I don't think it was that kind of money,
0: but uh, it, it was an interesting uh, suggestion and try by ESPN. It's a good try by ESPN too, but uh, it did not happen. So where does everybody end up? I think there's so much smoke that Brady ends up in Tampa. Uh, I'd have a hard time putting him elsewhere right now. I do think the Raiders and the Las Vegas Raiders still make sense to me on some levels. The Chargers have a very good team. I just don't know if he's going to go for working for the Patriots. To the Chargers organization. It's not one of the most well respected and, and organizations in sports. Like the Patriots has been well run. I don't know if, I know he's a California guy. I, I think less of him going to the Chargers. I really do. I think it would be the Bucks and then the Raiders. So I'm going to go with the Bucks because that's where everybody, that's where all the smoke is. So I'll follow the smoke, uh, uh, in that regard. Now what's interesting is where does Cam Newton go? Who takes a flyer on Cam Newton? I don't think the Patriots do that. Could Miami do that? Why not? They're trying to build that thing in a hurry. They're spending money. They could use him as a bridge and still draft the guy and see if he's healthy. Although Cam's going to have a tough time because if he's not healthy, then teams are going to be apprehensive about getting him. I don't know where Cam Newton ends up. Obviously Bridgewater's in Carolina, Rivers, Tannehill, those guys stay in the AFC South. Uh, Chicago still seems to me like Foles would make sense if they want to make that kind of move. If they're going to make a trade for somebody, Foles makes sense. I think Winston would be disaster in Chicago. That's not a smart move. I could see Winston going to... Probably like the Chargers, because if they're going with Tyrod Taylor, I think I'd rather have Winston. People love some people love with, uh, Tyrod Taylor. I'm not a huge fan of him, uh, and if they're going to go with him with that kind of talent on their roster, I think it's dangerous. So maybe the more we talk about this out loud, they're all kind of they're all risky. Even Brady's risky, and w- when that's risk. It's really hard to predict, and I think the biggest thing going is the domino effect. You know what will happen with Brady? If Brady chooses the Bucks, where does the rest fall? If he ends up going to Chicago somehow or the Raiders somehow, well, that opens up Derek Carr there potentially, or or whatever else might happen. So, uh, and then who do the Patriots covet? Because right now they have Jarrett Stidham and they have Cody Kessler,
3: and that's it. Would Nick Foles really fit there well? Well.
0: I mean, I, I think there's – I thought somebody
3: said it uh, – I, I saw
0: somewhere along the way. They're probably not wrong. I mean, he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, that's why I'm thinking, respect.
3: like, s- storyline-wise, like, yeah. it would be a full circle. Listen, you've got the, – the thing
0: about it here – the thing about it is there's more respect for Nick Foles' game around the league than fans in Jacksonville have for it right now. That's just it. Trying to see if there's any latest rumors here as we uh end a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I feel like the rumors are starting to fly. Could it heat up? Maybe with a Nick Foles. Will the Jags make another move? They got Joe Schobert. We like that move at linebacker. We'll keep you posted all night long. CBS 47 and Fox 30 will have it covered for you on the TV side, on social media. They'll be back with you tomorrow. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. The official league year starts for the NFL tomorrow at 4, right in the middle of our show. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you on TV tonight. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.